that we need to edit out. Uh, I'm gonna leave you as party lead, so invite me, and you can set us up in games and stuff. Social. Uh, you still have, I guess you still haven't accepted my friend request yet? Yeah, I did. We absolutely made sure to do that. Old, uh, we absolutely made sure that okay, we did friend I guess I didn't do it the last time. I guess I didn't do it then. So. And we're recording now? Yep. Alright. Uh. Good afternoon, everybody. I know we normally do this on Saturdays, but it's just been one of those kind of weeks. Um, yeah, uh, I'm David, aka Vincent DB82. Over there's Gerald, aka Super No Day. Yep. How's it going, everybody? I hope you had a good day. I hope you're having a good day so far, and I hope you had a good week. And glad to have you back with us again. Hmm. Indeed, and this is Gaming Sessions and Everything Under the Sun, your favorite podcast to listen to. And also, apologies ahead of time, I still haven't done the editing and put our last episode out yet, because, you know, stressful weekend shit. But I will work on that. Oh my. I'll do Warrior this time. Why not? So, yes. New week, new podcast. Speaking of weeks, Gerald, how was yours? It was alright. Um, did some Warhammering. Trying to get back to For Honor. Did some Dragon Ball Fighters. Got back into Dynasty Warriors or Samurai Warriors. Playing Samurai Warriors <laughs> Four. Can't believe how much I missed that game. Like I, oh. I, I sat down and started playing it and just kind of played for hours. I can't believe how much I missed that game. And I, <laughs> I grew up on a Dynasty Warrior and Samurai Warriors uh, franchises. And not by mm-hmm. any means do I go like, oh, they're great games or anything like that. But they're what they are appeals to me greatly, right? Like, for what they are, even with all their flaws, it really, really appeals to me. I guess I just like hack and slash games, but it very much appeals to me. It, I find it relaxing. Like, it keeps my attention, and it's very relaxing to just play those games. I, I don't know why. It just is. So, um, I got back into that. Um, in Samurai Warriors 4, you have what's called a conquest mode. And you're able to create your own characters. And you can actually basically create your own... Well, you create your own characters. And you're basically creating your own journey and storyline. Because everything is from your character's perspective. Um, so I started creating, like, multiple different characters as part of a bloodline. So everybody has the... So I made a symbol for my house. I created four characters as of this point in time. Um, like, head of the household. Uh, 
uh, lord of the household, matron of the household, uh, a bodyguard, and I also, and I think I was just messing around the last time I played, because I took a long, long hiatus from the game, and I think the last time I played the game before recently, um, I created uh, a character I named Edenia, and she's like the descendant of the first three characters I created. So, she's like, uh, so her present actually happens like, I think it, I, I think, uh, in my head I was thinking it was like a thousand years later or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got back into that. Um, that was fun. Um, I got really tired of Total War Warhammer's, uh, uh, cheats. All right, I placed a uh, I placed a thing down to jump. So uh, let's go ahead and get killed. I oh I see it. Okay. Um, but uh, I got really tired of uh Total War Warhammer's like AI cheating. Like it just finally mm -hmm. got on my nerves and frustrated the crap out of me. And, and just to show how bad this is, so we're playing, me and my friend Critter playing on normal. He has two full stacked armies. Now, don't get me wrong, the, the, one of the armies was all trash. He's playing Skaven, right? Oh, crap. Mm. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, crap. I'm already a chicken. Oh, this isn't going well. Oh, this isn't going well. <laughs> I'm already at a disadvantage. I'm dead. Um, yep, same here. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, uh, return the lobby. No need to spectate. Um, so, me and Critter Plan. Let has, me do that. Uh, he has a full stack army. And, yeah, he has one full stack army and like a half of another army and the enemy AI has a general and four other units that's it and the AI autocomplete was like the enemy AI has an 80% chance of winning this fight and we were both mm. like what he was like no I'm playing this one out no and so he played it out and crushed the army. And that was just kind of the last straw for me. I was just like, this is ridiculous. I get it. You're trying to make the AI. I, I, I can understand that you're trying to make the AI difficult for the player. But... Uh, and one of the guys who plays the game a lot that we watch for idea uh, for Total War like mechanics understanding and army comps and strategy in the game is Legend of Total War. He has a YouTube and a Twitch channel that he does for it. And even he who plays it at the highest difficulty level and has beat it multiple, multiple, multiple times with every faction. Even he goes, the game... That's some bullshit. Well, no, it, he, the, he he never said it was... Uh, I've never heard him say it was bullshit. He, he may have at some point, but I've never heard him say it was BS. But what he said is that the game 
gets is given so many advantages and buffs and cheats that it forces you to cheese it like you cannot and and the old like he was doing a siege right and he was like i know because one of the cheese the ways to cheese the game is to put a fast missile resistant unit up front and run it around in circles to run the ai out of of arrows or missiles of any kind to just run their ammo dry that's one of the ways to cheese the game well, he's like, well, I have no choice but to do it because the AI gets so many buffs. If I don't, I just lose. And I'm not just going to lose. So I have to cheese the game. He's like, I know it's no fun for people to sit here and watch me run around, run a, run one of my units around in a circle for 20, 25 minutes running the AI out of ammunition. But if I don't, they'll tear my army apart. I don't have a choice in this matter. The choice is lose or cheese the game so that I can win the battle. Right? And so... so and this is, this is also done by Games Workshop? Or... Uh, yeah, they have I, a different... I think it's done by Games Workshop, yeah. So Games Workshop, if you're listening, stop well, that they don't bullshit. care. People have been <laughs> people have been telling them this for freaking years. They don't care. It's like we bought the game, they got our money. They don't care. Um, <clears throat> but I bought the game not knowing because I don't really do real time or turn based strategy games like this very often. So I didn't know what I was really getting into until I was really putting time into the game and learning the mechanics and what was going on. That I could start actually pointing out, wait, this isn't how this should work. Wait, this isn't how this should work. I have two FN armies attacking this settlement. Why does the settlement have this huge advantage? It doesn't even have walls, but it has this huge advantage to win. What? So right. that what happened with Crit's army literally was kind of the last straw for me and I was just frustrated to no end. So I was like, let me sit down and actually look and... at... Go ahead and jump. Uh, let me actually look at what cheats the game gets. And and we knew they got like buffs to leadership and stuff like that, but when I actually looked at all the buffs the game actually gets, I was like, holy crap, it is a list! They get increased damage increased defense increased missiles increased missile reload time they get uh they get they get to ignore the penalty for losing their general they get to uh uh well equip it yay thanks game let me equip stuff um so every they get to uh, ignore money from settlements because you know the way you do things is you build settlements and that's what gets you currency to build an army they get to ignore that they get lower upkeep costs they get lower recruitment costs they get faster recruitment ow, ow, ow. like and I and I'm reading through comments of people like defending this and go like there was a person who did a uh there was a person who put up a thread asking, hey, what's going on? Uh, I don't see you anymore. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, 
Oh, oh, get shot from two, two spots. Oh. I too may be dead. Oh. Keep running! Run, yeah, run you bastard! <laughs> Dude, I fake them out with that all the time. <laughs> so hilarious. I'll start going around and they'll try to cut me off by going the other way, and then I'll stop and just go out some other random direction. <laughs> um. <laughs> Right. But, and I'm like looking through this list and I'm like, this is crap. And like I said, someone hmm. put up a thread because they were like, hey guys, is there a mod or something I can get to get rid of all of these cheats that the AI gets? Because I'm really getting tired of, of being strategically competent. And then when I get to a certain point, the AI off of one settlement pumps out 15 armies and wrecks my crap. And just wrecks me. I'm getting really tired of that. And there are people literally in the thread defending this mechanic. Going like, well, if you're not... Br and, and it's always someone being passive-aggressive about it. Because one of the guys was like, just play it on normal. Normal doesn't have any cheats. If you're not, a, you know, if you're not brain-dead, it's the only way for the AI to be difficult. Otherwise, you just snowball and steamroll the game. And I'm sitting here like, first off, normal does have cheats for the AI. The AI absolutely gets bonuses and gets to ignore rules. So, first off, either you're trolling or you're lying. Second, or both. <laughs> Why is it when someone asks about this aspect of the game, there's always someone who is right there to just start telling them that they're a bad player? When there oh, are... called a toxic community. When there are pro players who are... Pro players who have even been like, it would be nice if instead of them just giving the game cheats and being able to break rules, it would be nice if they just made the AI able to make better decisions. And there's a really good example of this too. So I grabbed a mod off of the workshop to get rid of all of the AI's ability to cheat. They no longer got bonuses to their units. They no longer got uh, bonuses to, to their, uh, they, well, they no longer got bonuses to their units. They got no longer got bonuses to their economy. They had to play by the exact same rules as the player. And I was forcing Skaven out of a province because I, I was taking it over in my first couple of turns so I'd have a full province. And the army, and this is how dumb, and this is when I realized just how little time the team put into the AI's intelligence. Because the army, <laughs> that the last settlement I took, the enemy army didn't have another settlement. So when you don't have a settlement and you're not bringing in income, your armies start taking attrition until they die. Well, there was literally a uh, ruin, a ruin settlement. And a ruin settlement allows you to go to it and settle it and make it into a settlement of your own. There was literally one above us because I didn't want to take it and I wasn't worried about it. I just wanted this province because I was trying to build my strength. There was literally a settlement within sight of both of us, the AI could have went to that settlement, settled it, and been fine. What did it do instead? It attacked me, a bigger, more powerful army, instead and killed itself. That's how stupid the AI is. Because the development team didn't put any time into even trying to make it intelligent. So... 
I realized then that all the cheats and buffs are to allow the AI to just brute force its way through any kind of strategy, which only made right. the person who was advocating for why they do it, it made their argument even stupider because... <laughs> Because it, they're like, well, if you the human, well, you have a human brain and you can strategize and make strategies that beat the. It's like, no, the computer is literally given what it needs to brute force itself through any strategy you build. That's not you cheesing the game. That's not hmm. you taking advantage of. So. It's the difference between being on a level playing field and taking advantage of the AI's built-in mechanic of just shoot at anything that comes within range and the difference between being on Legendary where a trash AI army is as powerful as your strongest built army and you have to then cheese it if you're going to win. That's the difference. If you're cheesing the game when the game is on a level playing field, that's just you as a player taking advantage. But when you're a player that just wants to play the game and have fun with it, an even playing field isn't, a, isn't an issue for the AI because you're not taking advantage of the natural inherent problems that an AI has. So what the what the team really needed to have done was to have actually put some thought and time into some of the more basic mechanics of the ai i can't understand how hard it would be to program the ai to be like i don't have a settlement i'm taking attrition what is the nearest enemy that i can safely beat and settle or what is the nearest unsettled ruin that I can go to and settle so that I can start rebuilding? It's that simple. I, mm, it, you it, would it, think. You, you would think. But apparently, apparently, the time and resources for that simple line of that simple line of thought for an AI would cost billions and billions of dollars, would cost years and years of time, and they just can't do it. They, they just, it's too hard. It's just too hard. Right? Err. Me no code good. <laughs> me no code ook, good. Ook. Right? It's like, oh, they just they just can't do it. You don't code. You don't understand. It's like, I don't code. Okay. And I might not understand, but I know that that's... But from, from listening to people who do code, from seeing what coding is, I know that that's not a hard thing to do. That's something one person could do in an afternoon. So, so your argument is moot. They just didn't want to do it. They just didn't want to do it. Okay, and, to, let me let me pause you right there because uh, you're kind of blending your week with uh, with your topic of Total Warhammer fucking you over. Well, that's fine. I mean, because that was my week. <laughs> Playing Total Warhammer right. and it doing that. That was the that oh, was most of my go. week. <laughs> oh crap! I right. did the. Uh... But uh, so that's fine. That's cool. We can just go directly just... into that topic because that was most of my week. Um, right. <laughs> Where the fuck did you go? I'm right behind you. Um, oh, you're behind. But uh. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and continue then. But uh, <laughs> so I just got tired of that. And 
So I got a mod that got, oh, oh, also, before I go into the mod, it's not just that the game is given cheats, but you as a player, as you go higher in difficulty, are actually given debuffs. So it's not even that the game is like, well, we need the AI to have cheats so it can beat the player. But it goes, not only do we need the game to have cheats, we also have to debuff the player and restrict what they can do. Or it all So so you're telling me that the AI needs cheats in order to play against the player, but then you also turn around and and, and give the player penalties? Hmm. What? But of course. Why and, wouldn't they? Here, let's uh, let's hide here for, for a little bit. We'll, we'll try my strategy of uh, letting them kill themselves gotcha. and then go in and uh, and do that. Plus, it'll help uh, with concentration and stuff. And wow, look at you moon sliding or moonwalk crouching. <laughs> oh, well, there are like several openings in this room. I feel like we need to find a more defensible position. Um, but... uh. So it's like, so not only do you give them huge advantages, but then you literally take, then you literally give me disadvantages. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, okay. So like scumbag game is scumbag. It, it really is. <laughs> and that's, that's what frustrated me so bad. It was like, it really is a scumbag way of creating artificial difficulty. It is such a scummy way of doing it. Allow the game to play by completely different rules and then also restrict the player so that when they... It is punishing the player for making good decisions. That's literally what it is. It, and that's terrible. It is punishing the player for being strategic for figuring it out for learning the mechanics for be so the better the player becomes at the game the more the game punish the punishes the player for being good wait hang on a second Gerald we're going to ask our uh, always here co-host Alexa what kind of game is total war warhammer 2 so even Alexa said it. It's a strategy game. So why are you being punished for being strategic again, Gerald? I, I can't fathom. <laughs> like, and, and people are like, oh, well, it's the only way to make it, to, 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 to make the game different. It's like, no, they could actually take the time and the effort to make an actual good AI. It ain't got to be like playing chess. It ain't got to be like the world champion chess supercomputer. It ain't got to be that. Uh, Deep Blue, I think, is what it was called. Right. It, it doesn't need to be that. But when one of its basic decisions is if I have lost a settlement and... Oh, we got to... We got to go... Oh, got to move. Get to the okay. inner circle. Um... Uh, we're in the circle. We'll want to be moving again soon, or can we wait? Yeah, we can wait once, because uh, I was waiting for the, the mist to start converging. Mm -hmm. And look at that. 50 players remaining, so that's 48 more people. We just got to let 
kill each other. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, but what I found, like, oh, that's somebody's horse. Ooh, ooh. No shit, shit. We got somebody up here. Yeah. He was over by the. I I can see him through, through the, the window. <laughs> I can see him through the window. He's like trying to gain an angle. Um, but he's trying to decide whether he wants to pursue or not because he doesn't know if your teammate is around. Not that I'll be hmm. much good. I'm never. I cannot ever really aim properly in these first-person shooters. Here he comes. No, it's not. It's not first person. It's third person. Or, well, in FPS, in uh, shooters. Got him. Get him. Yes. Team shot. Team shot. Where's my... Uh... Oh, okay. Good job. Well, that works. Where's my... Uh... Don't, don't I have like a knife? Take that potion. Don't I have a knife it button? Um, I thought I had a knife it button. A melee button. Didn't I have a melee button? I guess not. Huh. Um, if you want that sensor drone, go ahead, go ahead and take it. You don't have that slot occupied. Oh, okay. Well, let's get and out of I, here. Yeah, you use that. I'm going to grab this healing station. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to definitely need that. <laughs> I'm almost fucking dead. 40 players remaining. How do I use my healing potion? I forget the button. Um... That's crouch. That's I... There we go. Found it. Yeah, it's up. Alright, yeah. Let's uh, relocate. Uh, we may want to check any chests before we get too far, and then we'll relocate. We'll see if there are any other chests. Here's one. Yeah, there's a chest in here and uh, a potion. Uh, shotgun. I probably should take the shotgun. I'm one really up. bad with everything else. I already have a healing station. Uh, shit. It auto-grabbed <coughs> auto it. Excuse me. Oh, okay, it must take up that slot. That's fine. The shotgun. Here, come over here. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, there we go. Come over here where I'm at. And there's another uh, potion box over here. Can I not? Uh, oh, that's how I do it. Okay, and I'll take the shot. I don't know. Can you not? Got it. Okay. Figured out how to how to how to do the things with things and the other things. But I found three chests in here. Healing right. shout. <laughs> We might have Ian joining us. So. Is this? Do I throw this? Oh, it throws it. I'm okay. Uh, that's not exactly what I wanted. I wanted to stay melee. Over there. Option. Over there. Open that. Uh, open that thing. Um. Give you some armor potion. But yeah, Total War is yeah the the uh, Total War Warhammer the the cheats that the game gets is is they're they're ridiculous they're utterly ridiculous how ridiculously powerful uh buffs the AI is given and the fact that it can so, just ignore. 
ignore certain things. Like it just so breaks. It's utterly rules. ridiculous, and the ridiculousness of the ridiculousness. Yeah, gotcha. it, it like it's just allowed <laughs> to break rules, and then the rules are more or like doubly enforced on you. So it's in it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I so I got a mod that took away all the AI buffs. And at the point in the game I'm currently at, the AI is still a threat. It's st Now, I'm also, I still have the player debuffs, so maybe that's why. But the AI is still a, is still a threat. And it doesn't, um, and I haven't found any reason where it doesn't feel like I'm being punished for making correct decisions anymore. Right? It doesn't feel like the AI is just breaking rules and can do whatever it has. It can do whatever it wants. It actually has to make good decisions for itself as well. The problem is. All right, let's uh, let's stay here on the edge of the circle. Okay. Just for now. Um. W once again, this helps helps you be able to talk without breaking your concentration. All right. Um. And what it is is the buffs. It, it, the fact that anyone defends the amount of buffs that the AI gets and the ability to just ignore rules is, it, it is in my eyes scummy. You can't right. defend it <laughs> because the it's it is once you really understand how the game works, it is very and and when you get used to how the AI likes to act and do things. You all you immediately understand that all of the buffs and stuff they are given is only to hide the fact that no time was put into the AI whatsoever. And there's Ian. Welcome, Ian. Oh, what's up, Ian? Ban banana hammock. Yes, there Speedo. is banana hammock going on, but I'll uh, we can talk <laughs> about that when it's my turn to talk about the week. Um. But yeah, it, it's very obvious that all the buffs the AI is given is strictly to cover up how crap the AI is because they didn't spend any time or effort on it. it. I wouldn't even be surprised if they just copied and pasted it from another Total War game in there. And then they were like, oh, we're going to have to give it massive buffs for it to actually be able to work in this setting. Right, um, follow me. Yep. So yeah, it's like so that that was a a good majority of my week. Uh, I'll let you get to your. Uh, I'll mention two more things and then let you get to your week. But uh, I got to I I sat down and watched the uh One Punch Man second season, and then oh, I was it out. It's been out for a while, dude. The entire season's out. Um, where where like where do I watch it on? Because I've been wanting to to watch it. Um, I have been watching it on, well, you can, uh, Crunchyroll, you might be able to watch it for free. Um, mm -hmm. I have been watching it on a non-disclosed website, uh, that mm. I'm not going to say because <laughs> it's probably illegal. Um, uh, but I've been watching it for free on a non-disclosed website. Um, gotcha. and well, I under, cool. uh, so I, I did that. And then I went back and I read through the manga all the way up to where the manga is. Um, so I'll talk about that after you get through your week. And the other thing I did... What else did I do? I know I did something else, and I'm trying to remember exactly what. Um, 
Oh, well, I can't think of it right now. Um, as There's of... a chest up here if you want a two chest. Cool. There you go. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Um, oh, I was watching, uh, I watched more of Lucifer because I'm behind on it. I think I was only mm. halfway through the second season. So <laughs> I've been watching the, I've been watching the rest of the second season and I need to get into the third season. And it's as good as I remember Yeah, you it. do. It's as good as I remember Yeah, you do. It. Lucifer has always been a, 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 a TV series that I have liked. Um, oh, I also ended up running into an animated series called Kippo, which, while it isn't the greatest, it's actually pretty good. I enjoyed my time watching it. Um, well, we can we can uh, bring that up after we get through the weeks and uh, other stuff that can be, you know, stuff if we need to fill in. Yeah, so, so uh, go ahead with okay. your week. Well, since Ian's here, how about your week, Ian, or is it just another meh? Sorry, I had muted myself because I was uh, getting undressed from, from work. Um, my week has, has, has been, um, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it still stands with the, the whole fuck the world that I that I posted the other day. So uh, I'm, mm. I'm still uh, on par with, with that for now. So, yeah. Gotcha. Well, okay, so short week for Ian. That's cool. So my week, uh, Christy got out of the hospital on Tuesday, and uh, she might have the flu now. So I guess there's just no rest for the wicked at all whatsoever. Jeez. Oh, um, well, they, they, did they at least fix the other problem? We have an idea. Uh, so what the I think what the issue was was too much fiber. Okay. And so, like, she was eating whole wheat crackers and dried fruits, and it caused issues in her tummy tum. Mm. And, yeah, so there was that, and just, I finally got my epic, I think I said that last week, but I finally got my base set of epic card for the epic card game this week. I got the two, uh, first, two of the four first expansions for it. I uh, did, you know, I, I could have been like a scrub and just downloaded the complete list, but that's what scrubs do. I did, I, I wrote every card in myself on, on a spreadsheet, so. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's interesting in that you can, like, when I was telling you the, and you're, and you're still kind of meh about it, and that's fine, um, like the one deck that I have can four up to four people can play the game with just this one deck oh, oh, and crap. you can do Down well, the other player there. Yep. Yeah. They're over there in the trees. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, with, yes, oh, wow. yes, Gerald, let, let them, range. let them know that we're over here. <laughs> well, we don't know if they're, how do I keep track of how many people are still left in the match? Is it nine over there on the right under the map? Yep. Okay. So that's seven more people besides us. But yeah, so with the with the one deck, uh, four people can play. So like you can just shuffle it all up and just deal out. I think that's a sealed. Just deal out thirty cards to each person and play. You can do draft where everybody gets like they do like the ten. You 
put them in like three packs of 10 for each person and you draft it that way. Mm-hmm. Or you can do pre-constructed because each there's essentially one deck of each color in the box. And I after I did, after I put everything down on the spreadsheet, I now have them all arranged according to, to color. So, and then I went and in print and play adventures, I downloaded and printed out uh, the type of formats you can do. And you can do like up to three deck formats, uh, the concise rules, some solo variants, so I can play it by myself kind of things downloaded or uh, printed out a couple other games mm-hmm. like uh, good little gardens by good little games company the good little games company in uk oh there's only three people besides us let's see if we can fuck them up well wait until they get down to two then it's a tv2 <laughs> then it's easier if we're gonna scum <laughs> if we're gonna scum this and just be stealthy survivors we might as well do it down to the last then we're second. Then we're second team runner-up. <laughs> Four players remaining. Now we can go in and get ourselves killed. <laughs> Charge! <laughs> right. Oh, look at it! And don't forget to grab some uh, good loot left behind. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm headed right for that golden gun. Boop. I'll take that off of your corpse, sir. You don't need it anymore. Found it! <laughs> I found the bull. Oh, I'm getting messed up. Oh, oh I'm down. Oh, I'm a chicken. Oh, I'm the chickens. Oh, I'm the chickens. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. Use your healing. Oh, crap. I ran into the other guy. He's flanking you. Shit. I'm almost revived. Uh, I'm revived. Here, we're gonna use the trusty axe. It's the trusty axe. Come on, uh, no! I have such a bad shot in this game. <laughs> Here, oh, oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> Third place. Third place, though. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, but continue. Um, but yeah, so looking into that and there's interesting it seems very interesting and i was telling you about this offline that you know it's uh the guys the guys who started white wizard were they're like competitive magic players so the uh with epic you don't really need mana you get like one coin per turn so there's X amount of cards that you can just play, and then there's certain cards that have better abilities that would cost you the one coin per turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. So, and that was another thing I printed out a uh, really nicely done uh, card. So, like, it, I printed it out on cardstock, you know, cut them out, and then you glue the two halves together so you can. Each turn, you flip the card back over to one coin, and then if you spend that coin, you flip it to the zero on the back. Right. But it seems it seems very interesting. There's there's some synergy in this thing that you might like, but but your like your whole hangup is the is the drafting. But you don't need to do that. Like you could spend the fourteen bucks on this one deck 
and then create a 60 card deck that you like and it's like all the cards are set it's not like with magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, where you go out there like what i used to do with duel masters every paycheck i'd go spend 20 bucks on booster packs and try to make my collection and everything you don't have to do that with this you know one 15 deck of cards get you all you need to play so I'm gonna I'm gonna extol the virtues of it as long as I need to. It seems to be really cool. And then I also got the uh, the 20 card Gambit booster set for Star Realms, which this allows you to play solo or uh, co-op against a big bad boss, which I thought was pretty. Neat. Gotcha. And what else? Yes. And then there was the. Uh, um, I don't give a shit about that. And then there was the uh, the fellow that I bought some workout stuff from way back in the day had sent an email about how, you know, if you just kind of, like you your alarm goes off, you snooze it, and then you just kind of lay there in that half asleep, half awake state. And I had said, you know, off off air that Thomas Edison used to do that. Like he would... Uh, you know, sit there holding a pen or a pencil. And as soon as he started falling asleep, he'd drop it. He'd wake up and then just write down any ideas that he had coming. Well, I had one of those yesterday. After my alarm went off, I just kind of laid there in bed. And like my, the first story that I started writing right about the time Gerald and I met, I shelved it because I wasn't really sure how to continue even though in my head I know how I want the whole of this first part of the story to end. So I shelved it for now and was working on other stuff. Mm. Well, the idea I got was to take everything I have now and just split it into short stories. So, like, you get an introduction to the four main good characters. Each one is their own story, short story. And I split that up into stuff yesterday and then i'm still working on all the other stuff that i had written down just trying to figure out how to split in split it into stories short stories or flash fiction depending on you know how many words each one has and now it's been my week so yeah okay put put cut here and continue All right, so what's first on the docket? Well, it was, uh, essentially was uh, how Total Warhammer, or Total War was fucking you over. Yeah, and we went over that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went over Epic. Mm. And Ian, do you have anything you'd like to uh, bitch and moan about? Oh! Uh, just found this out uh, today before before the the podcast. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash today. He was forty one. Yeah, I was. I was. That's that's pretty much the only thing I gotta complain uh, about. And I'm sad about that. See, this is why I don't fly. <laughs> like that. Wow. It's a private plane or a private helicopter crash too. Yeah, yeah, so was Elias. 
and and then Korea, like Richie Valens, the, and then like fucking there was a, a Marine Corps helicopter crash where thirty Marines and one pilot died too. So, and that was a helicopter. It wasn't uh, the that was a Marine Corps helicopter. Yeah, yeah, not the Osprey. Cause no, there was a no, it was, it was a helicopter. It was it was a helicopter. Wasn't an Osprey. Okay, that's man, that's that's sad. Yeah, condolences all, to courts, all of Kobe all, all, all kinds of fucking bullshit and yeah. stuff going on. Like it's just, I quit. I quit. This is why I'm like, if man was meant to fly, we'd have freaking wings. All all I know is is uh, I I I'm on meds and I'm still pretty sure they're not working well enough. Well, you do sound a little under the influence. Are you on like Valium or something? Or uh, hold on, let me find the bottle. Taking the dive. You are way way away from the spot you pinged. Well, I pinged the second spot, too. Topiramate. Okay. Well, I'm headed right forward of the... No, there you are. I don't know why it shows you way... Oh, no, that's an enemy. <sighs> Topiramine. I don't know if I like the sound of that. So... I started out by taking one tablet twice a day. I'm up to two tablets twice a day and apparently um, they're going to want to double it again here in the next like week or so. Well, it sounds like they're just trying to drug you up. Yep. Oh, found her. <sighs> found her. Found uh, the all hoe. I know. The hoe has been found. <laughs> I found a hoe. Can uh, found a hoe? I found a hoe. Uh, sorry, Ian, continue. Oh, I found another hoe. I found many. Oh, got, oh, I'm a chicken. <laughs> All I know is uh, nope. I am going to be um uh when I uh, when I get out, oh, I'm going to be getting a severance check of 120,000, and Ooh. that I will be picking up uh, if I can a. Uh, Decent used Escalade, and I will be doing Uber Lux and Uber Black, and living off of that and my disability. And I will be not using the drugs so much as the, uh, and just kind of <laughs> chilling out for as much as possible. I will be enhanced as much as possible. Yes, to use the to use the saying of a of one of our of Ian and I's friends, enhancement. Uh, and since you know, since I I don't have any government ties right now, I will I will say, and I've been saying it, they need to legalize the fucking herb. Because well, you know, it. it's just slow. it's just slow going because n nobody has the means to to. Even if they legalize it, they still want to regulate it, just like they do mm. alcohol and everything and and whatnot. And it, it's all bullshit in the end. But at least they're fucking, you know, at least they're fucking There's doing it. Which 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 is is more than what can be said for 
for what has been done in the past. And there's even some states that are that are going about fucking like there's some states that are talking about anybody that's been uh, incarcerated on misdemeanors and stuff of clearing them of their fucking record and and everything and releasing them from prison because of 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 of, of, of everything. So, uh, and I think there's I think it's like Illinois or something like that. There's only one state that's actually uh, actually doing it, but ironically enough it's also the one state that doesn't even have the the means to handle legalizing it they they don't have the mm. growing capacity they they can barely handle the medical uh um aspect of it let alone um legalizing it and letting people use it recreationally so it's it's just right. uh, uh, interesting so situation for them, I just hope they realize the type of situation that they're setting themselves up for. Right. Meanwhile, California and Oregon have a pandemic of used needles and shit. <sighs> yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, Some people's mothers. Well, they refuse to accept that people are going to do drugs regardless of whether it's legal or not just like but, people are going to use guns to commit heinous crimes regardless of whether it's legal to have them or yeah. not but what they're afraid mm. of is they're like well if we make it legal everyone will become a druggie everyone. that's not the case that's... <laughs> but that's literally what they think if we make it legal everyone's right. going to become a druggie just like if, <laughs> if it's legal to drink alcohol everybody's going to be an alcoholic no and first off I prefer the term drunk and secondly no like right it's not how it like go to meetings but it also brings up the question (laughs) as it also brings up this question so if you think making any drugs legal will lead to the entire country becoming habit users and druggies maybe you should be asking the question why would that happen yeah and what is pushing people to drugs because as far as i can tell junkies are junkies because life is real bad and it's the only thing that makes them feel good Mm. yeah yeah i mean you're not wrong like no one's just like no one's sitting on a yacht drinking a martini and they're just the most you know Mm. there are some people like that (laughs) there are rich people who are just druggies but most people who are sitting on a yacht drinking a martini and have no worries aren't druggies the majority yeah. of those people are not druggies they have nothing to be sad about most druggies okay, are pings people who and are just sad pings and gun time. well i mean, I mean you I also know. have it you'll, you'll have a rare druggie that is just addicted to the high it's not not even so much that they're sad it, it's just the the that rush is right. is so but uh, I don't know. I, I... That's why I don't say all. I say most. Yeah. Majority. Yeah. All like... right, and... I am not going to make it to that yep. beacon. <sighs> well, get as far as you can. <laughs> well, well, maybe I will. I'm covering more ground than I thought. Uh, but continue, Ian, sorry. Oh, no, it's just... I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think that uh, on the whole that... Our our government was started out a certain way, and then 
along the way it got polluted, diluted, and um, corrupted enough that it's not the same government that was started and the people it i to be honest it, it just it needs to be reset um the the people in the government at this point no longer have um the general populace uh the the general populace's best interest in mind and um at, at this point uh everybody everybody pretty much everybody needs to be removed from office and we need to get, it needs to go back to being a volunteer government where, um, all they have is, uh, a low budget stipend for, for food and whatnot so that they don't, you know, waste away. And it needs to be, um, and it needs to be somebody who isn't a fucking, um, multi-millionaire billionaire mm. it, it needs to be somebody who is uh, yes business savvy has an understanding of of uh law politics so on and so forth but uh for the most part it needs to be uh somebody who actually has an idea of um what is going on in today's society what the general populace actually needs wants and um it is is rooting for essentially and um it, there needs to be term limits and everything and after like two or three terms you you, you can do two or three terms in in congress you can do two or three terms in the senate and you can do two terms as as president if you happen to get elected as president and then at that point guess what you can do you can do Football. state state politics. Oh well. But out, outside of that, like fucking go away. Right. Like I mean, you you shouldn't like, you be, shouldn't be sitting in the same seat for your entire life. Right. Like, you know, like Biden, Sanders, I think Warren too. Yeah. Fucking and, Pelosi, and, you know, all all these fucking people like yeah, they Fucking like they're they're the fuck out. career the career politicians, and that just. But on the flip side of that, because I know you, you, I, and and Jared have had this discussion that we need, you know, just regular people. Um, I mean, we also need like people who have done volunteer service for our country. Be it veteran military, veteran emergency services, just people who have done something. Be it police officers, firefighters, fucking EMS, doctors, whatever. Somebody who has done something as a civil service for the country. Somebody who has done something other than serve themselves. Because here we get here we get into that starship troopers area that i that i like so much i just i just I like we we get these fucking people that are quote unquote lifetime politicians that haven't actually done anything for the country they 
sit on a fucking throne for the entirety of their career and say they do stuff, but for the most part, all they do is is whatever that benefits them and and, and puts money back into their pocket, or benefits the lobbyists that got them elected, right? Yeah. And that brings up a, a point that I would make. You know the the average pay of a congressperson's one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars. You know that's something I'd never, probably never make in my lifetime. Gerald, would you think you're going to make one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year? Mm, depends. Like if depends I can finish on these if the podcast blows up. <laughs> if I can finish these books and they get popular, yeah. Well, you know, same same for me, but that's 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 kind of a kind of a big if. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I don't think I don't think the problem is pay. I do think part of the problem is what Ian said. There need to be term limits. Period. There should have always been term limits. There never should have been a point in time when there wasn't a term limit. If there's a term limit for presidency, why isn't there a term limit for Senate and uh, House? It just House, House of Representatives. Yeah. Um, if there's a term limit for presidency, there should be a term limit for that as well, and they should have to rerun if they want to serve a second term, and they should not be able to serve more than two terms in a row, just like the president. Um. I feel like the work that they're supposed to be doing is important enough to warrant what they get paid. But they shouldn't be able to give themselves raises. Like, yeah. like if we could all give <laughs> right. ourselves raises, like, who who gives themselves a raise? Who's an employee and can just give themselves a raise? Nobody. Nobody. Congress people? Congress people are employees, though. They're employees of the public and the country that they serve. They're absolutely employees. So yep. how is the employee, the employee getting, giving themselves a raise? Like the fuck? <laughs> and, um, and it's not even... And it's not just them giving themselves a raise. You know, like... A lot of people like to direct this kind of vitriol at the at the right like you know well you know you're just a shill for the nra or a shill for this or a shill for that oh, well okay so how does everything there's not a single right person so you then... can't look at and go you're a shill for this yep. so i would say well how the hell does uh you know bernie sanders who's supposed to be this big socialist how does he have three houses if he's only making one hundred and seventy four thousand yeah, yeah. dollars a year how how the fuck is he driving an Audi R8? Isn't that that rotary uh, rotary engine car? Hey, he invests. Bro, that, bro, hey. that that car, that car is fucking. Oh my god, that that's that's an over a two hundred thousand dollar car. Hmm. Must be nice. I'm yeah. driving a Nissan Versa. I, I'm I'm driving a Yamaha FC09. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm driving a and Chrysler. <laughs> Ooh. I think I think Gerald wins. I don't think I win. <laughs> no, no, no. I I definitely win. 
you know what a, a Yamaha FC09 is, right? A fucking motorcycle. Right. Yeah, I win. I can't even fucking go out and get groceries. Well, they have secret shoppers now you can call and bring your groceries. You don't need to go out and get groceries anymore. Yeah, it costs an extra $8 for that shit. $8 per item or <laughs> $8 on the order? It depends. Hmm. Sometimes it's $8 extra. And then if it's alcohol related, it's $8 per item. Oh, that's the syntax there for you. Fucking twats. And and I don't Sorry. mean like no, and I don't good. mean like no, you're fine. You know Gerald's the only one who's trying to limit his swearing because his mom might be listening. We're we have the green light. Well, I'm sorry, Gerald's mom. My <laughs> army training refuses to let me limit my swearing sometimes. Man, don't apologize, man. If you show weakness, then they have you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Fuck. But, uh... Yeah, so that that's uh, that's Ian's best uh, impression of Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> Fuck. Law <Lost> surprise. <laughs> so 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 a little little bit of a of a of a dirty off topic joke here, but Your mom. Uh, you know, well she's dead so. <laughs> so it is dirty and off topic. No, but uh, so mm. let's say yeah. that so Geralt of Rivia, let's say Geralt of Rivia raw dogs Jennifer of Vingerberg, and she's like, you "No, mean, don't come at me! Don't come at me!" As he, love surprise. Well, I'm surprised you didn't shout love surprise then. Uh. <laughs> Right, I just want to know what the wish was. Uh, there's another one. Be aware. Granted, kind of like everybody does, even though it's never actually been said. Oh, what? The the last wish? Back. He did say it. What do you mean he did say it? Yeah, he did say it. Because he, uh, uh, he wished for her to be happy. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. And that's why she stormed off, because... You know, you don't, she, she can't tell if like she wanted to be with him because of the wish or because she actually wants to be with him. That's why she stormed <laughs> off away from her. Oh. Actually, that, but, uh, considering that when she had time to calm down and think about it, wouldn't that mean that if his wish for her to be happy pushed her in his direction because they could be happy together? but didn't give her the ability to have a child, wouldn't that indicate that her having a child w is not the thing that was going to make her happy? Oh. Well, no. <laughs> Balls. Um, no, well, it's the... She traded her ability to make children to become no, no, pretty. No, 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 no. I know, but it did just yeah, wish... Yeah, but she, she's... Yeah, but he's talking about, like, her whole hunt to... 
to fucking um, get her try and have back. children and stuff like that and and whatnot. And and now the whole him wishing her to be happy and her hunt to try and have a child. And if she had been successful and having and having a child would have made her even more miserable. And and his wish for her to be happy yeah, pushed her to pu- pushing her to him would just prove that her her hunt was was just going to make her even more miserable so her having a child would wouldn't have made her happy just as as so it's just another it's just just another he was right she was wrong and another way that women can't admit that men are right <laughs> wow let, let, let's not get into that that's a that's a whole different podcast there is another sore subject i don't give a fuck it's like you're not you're, you're not wrong but you're not completely <laughs> but you're not completely right either there is right uh observing men and women for these Many, many years that I have been on this planet, um, I've hmm. definitely observed quite a few things. Uh, so you're not wrong, but you're not also not necessary. You're not completely right. It's a it's a half truth. Unfortunately, it so, is a half truth. So um, everybody, say hi to Critish who has joined us. You oh, might want to turn your volume up, though. Critish has arrived. Yeah, I wasn't well, sure who that was. Um, I, I hate to uh, I hate to open up the can of worms and then vanish like the ghosts, but fellas, I uh, <clears throat> I must vanish. So it has been fun talking with you guys. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, catch you guys on a, on another another show. Yeah. But I will talk to you guys later. Right. Always good right. to well, you, you, know. you take care. Yeah, sure. Have a good one. Head. Was it, was it something I said? I might want to use it later. <laughs> no, it was just your presence. Oh. Oh. My, my, my <laughs> presence for you? <laughs> oh, crap. I couldn't help. I have I found help it. enemy had... bullets. Enemy bullets have been found by me. <laughs> Especially, apparently, in my butt. Ow, 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 <laughs> they ow, they ow. seem to be especially attracted to it. my butt. Right up Main Street. <laughs> right up Main Street, because, you know, that that was a nice butt before it turned into a chicken. <laughs> Alright, gentlemen, you but, have uh, a good one. Yep, take care, man. You too, Ian. Thank you for joining us, and uh, so uh, when one leaves, another will take his place. We are Legion. Uh, <laughs> so, so where are we in the show? Uh, I didn't think I'd be able to make it, because I was working on a fucking Sunday. Uh, we're past weeks and into topics. Well, we can we can take a, a, a small pause after this break and uh, let Crit talk about his week. Oh, well, that's nice of you. So go ahead. Um, oh, I thought you were going to do a break. My bad. He edits uh, them in. Oh, fair. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do do we have the um, the Divinity Two segment coming up, or is that is that not? Oh, I didn't even talk about that. It wasn't a topic though, but we can talk about that. Uh, just yeah, talk about can... it in your week. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, um, go ahead and do that. And uh, Gerald still has his DB Super rant to do. So 
Oh god, that's <laughs> three hours of, of getting on here and fucking listening to how DB Super is absolute garbage. Well, actually, you may be surprised by what I actually have to say. But go ahead uh -oh. for a week. Oh, oh, oh god. Oh god. Surprise <laughs> me. Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, no, not that I... wheel. Damn it, Jesus. <sighs> Why do... Why do I have a steering wheel on my fucking on my belt buckle? Because I'm driving you nuts. What? Mm -hmm. God damn it, Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> no. So, uh, outside of being very busy in the bail bond industry and having a lot of uh, bonds just slip through my fingers because people can't can't, can't seem to make up their fucking minds or won't get back to me or whatever or and a few of them just no 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 this i'm going i'm not going to walk away from this on i'm going to run hmm. uh, this week has been fairly interesting for me and i have been getting to bed at a reasonable hour because i've been fucking exhausted uh i'm sorry cat uh jeez uh, mom <laughs> I know that we're trying not to be, you know, worse than Marines, but... Uh, Gerald's Gerald's trying. We, we have the green light. Yeah, we do have the green light. Grown but adults I and not... I, I am, I am <laughs> conscious of the fact that uh, one of my best friend's moms might listen to this. So, I'm sorry, Mrs. G. Um, Burton? Yeah, that's, hey, I remember you also. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> my mom kept her last name, so Humphrey. Oh. oh. Still don't want to edit that part out. Uh. <laughs> no. Yeah, edit that part out. <laughs> um, I'll try to remember. <laughs> well, if you can find me, you can find my mom, so it's not a big deal. It's not like she it's the only family name of Humphrey. <laughs> anyway, so end edit. Uh, but uh, I did find some time for gaming. Um, not as much Warhammer 2 uh, this week. Uh, G and I have been have started doing uh, let's plays of games, and mm. it's still a little rough, you know, getting started, getting set up, so on and so forth. But uh, by doing these let's plays, we're kind of exploring and and saying, hey, what do we think, right? And, and we he found uh, Divinity One uh, and has it. And I was like, hey, I've got Divinity 2, right? And I haven't touched Divinity 1 yet. And he's okay. like, well, let me see if it's on sale. He picks it up. Get ready. Play. I have already and... left the building. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we, we go through all that. And I have to say, it's, a, it's the next best thing to sitting down with your friends and doing a D&D &D session. Like, hmm. it's tabletop role-playing adjacent. Uh, if if you can't find, oh. uh, mm. or if you want to get your, your buddy it, interested in uh, playing I would argue that it's actually better at introducing new players to D&D &D than any of the D&D &D games are. Because while they're mechanically more similar, the gameplay in a lot of D&D &D titles is often quite clunky. 
Mm. Yeah, I never closer. thought of it as funky before. Uh, anyway. uh, Watch out for her partner. He's probably somewhere around here. Sorry, oh, Greg. Damn. Continue. You're fine. You're fine. I understand battle comms. I've, I've done this once or twice. Um, <laughs> but anyone who's played uh, any of the like, Baldur's Gate games or... Uh, or there's even Neverwinter, which is like a direct, like sponsored by D and D. And then there was D and D Online before that, which was garbage. But we don't talk about that. Um, mm. There's a bunch of games that have come <clears throat> that that I've had exposure to before this that have carried the D and D name, and the vast majority of them I didn't care for. Right, I, the the like I, I have uh, fond memories of Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate Two because I played it with my mom, but that was also before I actually played a lot of D and D. Right, back whenever I was still a kid, and you know, it well, was just, hey, let me let mom. me just go ahead and say shout out to Critter's mom for being awesome. Yeah, yeah, my mom's pretty pretty baller, um, but. They were, they didn't give you the same feel of teamwork and cooperation that Divinity gives you. Because it's, it's real time until a cutscene happens or combat happens. And then you have a list of options to do. And heaven help you if the uncharismatic undead dwarf is in front of the party. And wow. he's the one that doesn't have points in persuasion. And right, well, Joel, why uh... do you continue to talk to people? I didn't let's, need let's to head talk for the to circle. people. I thought that you were done doing the thing and that nothing would happen. It was a learning curve, well, mind you. You didn't okay? ask. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Okay. One, the first time with the Magister. Okay, so there's a cutscene in the very beginning of the game, so I don't think I don't feel bad for spoilers. Where uh, this magister tells you to do something. Oh wait, no. There's there's two of them. There, one of them's wounded, and he successfully talked them out of doing something. I'm like, okay, cool. He's done the thing. I can talk to them too, and so I can read mm. all the options. Now he's doing a great job of reading them out loud for people that can't watch the stream. Oh yeah. So I was I was part of this last night before I went to bed, right? Right, yeah. And, and <laughs> I can't see the options. I'm like, I want to see too. He's already done the thing, right? This means that the thing is over. I'm just doing this for, for... No, no. It will trigger if someone else talks to him. So you need to have your party face, and that's the party face. The fog. The next in. time it happened, it was a scripted event, and I didn't know that I had walked too close. And I triggered the event. So... You have to find the, the, like, the uncharismatic barbarian, rogue, whatever, really doesn't need to be going anywhere forward. And then, but to make it even cooler, you have different options based on different tags, right? Uh, for example, uh, my first character is an undead dwarven something whatever it doesn't matter uh, male undead and dwarf so those affect the way people react to you and your reactions to other people in addition you can pick two other tags 
uh, is like barbarian, jester, scholar, outlaw, warrior, or soldier, right? You have different options available. And if you want to take the healing station, go for it. And so you you can pick any two. For him, I chose outlaw and soldier. Right? And I really like that combo. Right? I've never used any of the outlaw options because like that the if you act like a rogue and you're already trying to hide your identity because people don't like fucking skeleton dwarves or skeleton anythings, then you know bad things will happen in my mind so i use a lot of soldier options and so on and so forth but uh yeah it was it was just it's it's cool to see the world interact with your character like that and then the turn-based system really feels it, it, it feels like you're playing on tabletop right the ap system doesn't exactly cross over to like a D&D &D party but it still it, it still feels uh close enough right to to play D&D or Shadowrun or uh, White Wolf or whatever mm. here if you want this soul gust uh to replace what you got for your uh right button slot uh I grabbed an arrow I, I, I grabbed an actual like archer skill, so I'm a I'm a check cool. out how that works. All right, Hold continue. On. Are Chris? you actually playing Vandy right now without me? No, we're playing uh, Realm Royale. They have like the warrior class, archer class, and mage class because they have different like special. Uh, they have different like character actions. One's a roll, one's a shield, and one uh, the mage gets to fly for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um. And so the mod that I picked up uh, to modify my class had the archer symbol for it, so I grabbed mm -hmm. it to see what it, to see if it got special bonuses because as an archer I have it or what. Okay. You know, if you if you want to irritate as fuck with you, if you had like bounced on me with that shit. No. <laughs> well, go ahead and download it. You can join us next match. Uh, I can't because I'm at work. I, I'm currently no. entering in uh, one of the people's information that I bonded out, I think, yesterday. So okay. I'm uh, Enemy ahead. Yeah, saw, uh, saw him, but let's... Uh, yeah, I saw him too. Let's just carefully make our way this way. I wish I had the so option we... of keeping my knife. I did really well with that. <laughs> just build a bunch of armor and defensive stuff. Oh, there, uh, shit, 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 shit. Over uh, 180 degrees. Oh, oh, I see you. I'm a flank him. <laughs> I've, I've seen a bunch of different games where the Keep an starter eye out for weapons, starter weapons are actually just broken. Uh, or... Ah, I'm taking my damage. Uh, who, who remembers World of Warcraft? Yeah, that game is still bad. Who doesn't? <laughs> I love doing that. Is it, uh... You know what to do? Bamboozle him again? 
No, I've run into them, and it keeps them. In, when you hit them, it kind of stuns them for a second, so they get stuck in one's place, and it makes them easier for you to kill. Mm. Nice. Um, go ahead and take that armor potion. How do I use it? Uh, up well, or I down button. Yeah. What okay. he said. Oh, I should probably drink all of these then, shouldn't I? Yes. Yes, you should. For whatever good they do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, what's that? A bl oh, is that what you have? A blast arrow? Yeah. So okay, I'm going to just... disenchant it for nine shards. Uh, fog uh, we is need converting. to. Yeah, we need to move. Need to boogie on. So continue, crit. Oh, you were oh, saying I found something? found a team. There's a team down there. We right. may want to so... be careful about this. Uh, uh. Flank. Cheese comment about. Uh, well, here I think we should go for avoidance. Uh, well, yeah, never that's mind. what I'm saying. Flank around them. I'm I'm running for the circle. Gotcha. So, <laughs> you know, since we're doing this. Oh shit! 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 Oh, ran into somebody shit, else. Shit, shit, shit. Oh. Yep. <laughs> uh, you're going in the wrong direction for the circle. <laughs> come to me. You need to come to me. Hop on your horse and just ride. Yeah, I am. Rough riders, ride and die. <laughs> Rough riders. Oh, yeah. epic. Uh, so, there's sorry, an yeah. epic okay. something over here. Cool Continue, down, right? crit. But G's uh, comment about uh, the starter weapon, the starter knife being really good, reminds me of uh, Rogue's. From oh, here come the Warhammer. enemies. They chased. They chased yeah, you. World, uh, World War there was this guy that took all of the starter equipment. Ah, man, I'm so bad. Or saved all his rogue gear from the Ah, The two daggers. And mm -hmm. then went into max level PvP and just murdered people because it was a skill-based class. Didn't matter what he had on. Right, and so people are getting just fucking nuked by this rogue with these fucking base ass items. They like literally had butt fucking naked running around with the start starter knives. That's it. Uh, there's another one uh, when during Wrath of the Lich King, he had a tuxedo. Which has no armor at all, no stats. You could enchant it with different things, and I think he had a parachute belt, rocket boots, and maybe uh, 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 the the missile launcher gloves enchanted. So he used engineering and whatever other enchants, but those are minor, right? He's got a fraction of the raw stats that everyone else had. And he's running around uh, doing world PvP, right? So there's no respawn. Mm. Well, I mean, there is respawn. <laughs> Respawns, like, miles away, and there's no telling how many uh, bad guys are going to be nearby. And he's just killing people. But his daggers were a special, quote-unquote, dagger called Halibut. It was supposed to just be a, a funny world item so that you could have, you could pick up a fish. 
and it was classified as a dagger. He killed people with halibut. Mm. He was literally slapping people with poisoned fish because he was a that was his type. Put, apply poison to his his mackerel or fucking halibut mm. and stab them with it. I miss playing games with Justin. Yeah, me too. Our, our buddy Justin, uh, also known as Tree Folk, uh, was was one such rogue, right? He he was insanely good. He's also the best paladin I've ever seen, and he is also the only per. I am also the only person who could consistently beat him in duels. Didn't matter which class. Like, I'm the only mother. I've. And it's not because I outthought him, it's just because my instincts were just a hair faster than his brain. And just, I don't know. But, uh, there's another one where I think in Borderlands 3 or Borderlands 2, the starter pistol is broken somehow. Like, somehow, like, the starter weapon in one of these those, those type games just... No. I think it was Borderlands 2, and it was the one you got off the first boss, that fire one. Um, because I think it was fully automatic, and it lit things on fire. And uh, at the time of launch, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, at the time of launch, it did massive damage if you were a good shot. So, if I'm not mistaken, that is the one they had to nerf like twice. <laughs> but I, I love I love these like starter weapon stories where you have this weapon that is just a starter weapon which might have slightly higher stats than average just to get you onto the next but scales stupidly well for some reason I, I love that um, hmm. because I think it's funny you know, people move onwards and upwards with their epic and legendary gear, and then you get some guy that's actually got some skill behind him just styling on fools with a starter dagger. Right? Like, uh, I'll have to dig up the... Let me do that now. Oh, there's actually a, there's actually a couple a people. This is a bad place for me. <laughs> I'm in danger! Danger! Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> uh, there was actually a bit of that in, in Destiny as well. Um, uh, rendezvous with early... me. I'm getting some distance from all of the shooting. I don't want to get caught in the crossfire. Okay, give me a moment. Oh, balls. I might, I might not make it. Oh, but there, I think it was early Destiny 2 in Crucible, people would use their their starter weapons, and I'd get killed by so many of them, and I would, it just irritated me. Damn it! <laughs> I'm running into every player on the damn, on, in the damn game all of a sudden. Hmm. I don't want to pick up a gun. I need some defensive options. I want to just use my knife. My knife is comfortable, familiar. Well, hang on. I'm, oh, uh, crap. 
I just scored us a couple kills. Because <laughs> someone else... Oh, crap. <laughs> someone, someone else was just chilling at the uh, edge of the, <laughs> the drop zone. <laughs> Oh, oh crap! But uh, um, oh, crap. so anything else to uh, anything else to say, crit? Before uh, I can't think of anything right now. All right, so uh, oh. when you're ready, Gerald, launch into your uh, DB Super rant uh, after a quick word from our sponsors. Cut here. And go ahead. Got ya. <laughs> right. Uh, why can't I run properly? I used a catapult to launch myself closer to you, so. I Bear with me here. I Pickled that person so bad. <laughs> they have to be so bad about that. <laughs> Alright, defensive options. Do we have any? Yes. I uh, don't need detection. Got that. I don't want any guns. Guns get me killed. <laughs> but my trusted knife. That keeps me alive. <laughs> We're going guerrilla warfare. Ooh, what's this? Well, I mean, what's I guess if you... Oh, I that's perfect. Taking that quote, Deadpool, <laughs> um, something, something. Okay. No now I'm here. Oh, how do right. I use my third ability? Well, there's left button, right button, and B button. Well, right. Well, I mean, of the defensive abilities, how do I use the uh, one on the far right? Left button. Er, right button. That's right button? Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure my left button and my right button are the first two skills, and then there's that one on the far right that I can't seem to use. Is your jumping skill? Is that what that is? Yeah, that's a, a movement skill. Like, I just did the heroic leap like this. Mm -hmm. That's the B button. Okay. So, did I replace it with the skill I picked up? in that slot you might have had okay well let's hope this has a uh... yes yes I did oh that's great oh that's amazing <laughs> uh -oh. okay, now it's on cooldown though I think Gerald's gonna cream his pants well it gave me 50% movement speed and made me untargetable well I've got sore now <laughs> flask of healing Nope, there's a chest over here too. Mm, we should probably. But uh, oh, there you go. Oh, I also but needed what? a healing flask chest. Jeez. All right, let us. Well, I mean, if I could, if I could give it to you, I would. You could do that in Fortnite, but I guess can't do it here. Eh, you're good. Uh, continue, crit. Sorry. No, uh, crit's done. It's uh, your turn to rant about Dragon Ball Super. Oh, um. Okay, so I got into the uh, next arc of Dragon Ball Super. It is the Zamasu arc, basically the, the, the god arc. Um, 
and the gist of it. Ooh, healing blast. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Good, good healings. <laughs> um, basically, the uh, basically, I have to say, this wasn't trash. This arc was not garbage. Uh oh. Now, I remember when I would rant about Dragon Ball Super, and this is one of the reasons I say if I'm going to talk about something, I need to sit down, watch it, read it, research it so I know what I'm talking about and not just saying stuff out of my butt. Um, right. Because there were other people who were telling me, no, Zamasu is a really good, he's the best villain that we've ever had in Dragon Ball, and the arc is really good. So I'm sitting down, and I'm watching the arc, and I'm like, this isn't garbage, <laughs> but this arc should have been called We Did Something Good and Then We Ruined It. Because <laughs> every time they did something good, they immediately turned around and ruined it. And I talk a lot about how Toriyama is a sort of comic writer. Like, that was his main focus to make a uh, manga that, a uh, comic, uh, comical manga. Like, you know, funny haha. And how yeah. uh, Dragon Ball is literally him constantly, constantly just. Uh, there's a guy behind me. Oh, you're down. And I'm yep. down, too. Dang. Yep. Shit. Yeah, that's too bad. But uh, I uh, constantly talk about how Toriyama is always putting jokes in the show that he's the only one who thinks are funny. And I know Asian <laughs> humor is different from American humor, but this entire arc is Toriyama jokes that only he thinks are funny. And like every time one would come up, it it, it would be every time one of his little jokes comes up, I just uh, I I just every time I would go ha 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 that's so hilarious Toriyama ha ha ha, ha. it's it is so obvious <laughs> when he's trying to make a joke and they're all f terrible, they're just terrible. Um, Are we talking so like worse than dad terrible, jokes or? Like yeah, I was gonna say it. worse than dad jokes. Okay, so this is one of the jokes he did. This is one of the this is one of the the, the, the humor thing. So they're in the future, um, because this arc revolves around the future trunks again. So they're oh. in the future, and Zamasu is destroying the world. He breaks off from the fight with Goku and Vegeta and Goku Black, who we'll get into later. Uh, he breaks off from that fight and goes to find trunks in them to kill them. Um, he gets there and Boma's like, you know, do this and I'll buy us some time. So Boma runs out and literally tries to seduce Zamasu. Like, presses up against his chest, starts running her finger in circles on one of his pecs, and tries to literally seduce him. And all I can hear is Toriyama in the background just laughing so hard. And everyone around him looking at him and going, oh okay like the the context of the situation is in like zamasu hates mortals he wants to kill all the mortals this is i actually have to agree now that i understand the motivations behind zamasu that he is the best villain dragon ball has ever had because he actually has a motivation he is a god who has watched over mortals for hundreds of years 
And as he's watched them, he's watched them constantly repeat the same mistakes over and over again and uh, and being violent and evil and monstrous. And he's like, why don't we kill these things? It seems like <laughs> everything would be better if we got rid of the mortals. And the other guys are trying to tell him, but that's not what we do. Our duty is to watch over the mortals, let them do what they do because it's in their nature, and see what becomes of it. The person who does the destroying is Beerus. He is the god of destruction. That is his duty. It is not for uh, we as gods only create. We do not destroy, right? And Zamasu is like, yeah, but that's not justice. Justice is getting rid of evil. Justice is 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 rooting out all evil and destroying it so that it doesn't exist. And you know the uh, the the older Kai who is training him because Zamasu is a uh, Kaio in training is trying to tell him but there is a balance between good and evil and the, and basically mortals kind of represent that balance and as and it's our place to watch over that balance and see what becomes of it that that is that is literally what we do we we don't pass judgment we give guidance when we can and we we observe and Zamasu's like yeah that's stupid these things are just dangerous. It 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 really really seems like it pulls from the Christian, uh, rel- the the Christian myth of Lucifer and God, where Lucifer is like, nah, these humans are flawed. God, screw that, right? It it feels very much like that. Um. So yeah, the well, fact- well, what that was. Sorry to interrupt. What that was was God created the angels. And when God created man and started favoring man, Lucifer was like, uh, God, there's us too. Give us our fair shake. And then God was like, nah, banished. Well, right. I know. But what one of the points Lucifer, one of the things that Lucifer pointed out is that humans are flawed. Because when God created man, he, he went to all the angels and he was like, you will love man above all, even myself. And that's when Mm. and Lucifer was the one angel going, yeah, but you're perfect and amazing. And these guys are dirty little assholes. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I know, no. And you're right. Then God also said, you know, they are my most beloved creature. Um, And there's this running theme of Zamasu going, you mortals think you're so great, but you're not. The, the gods are great. It's why you always are looking up to us and why you're always trying to emulate us. And then on the other side, it has the uh, elder god, the, the older one who was training him, talk about how there is a reason we gods are similar in form to mortals. Because even gods are not perfect. Even we can learn and grow. So it is the first arc that has an actual complex story and a complex point of view that's not necessarily right, but isn't necessarily wrong. So when it co- it is probably the best arc I've seen out of Dragon Ball, and yet they ruin it every chance they get. They ruin it every chance yeah. they get. So this arc is riddled with really good moments. There's a moment 
when Goku and Piccolo are sitting on top of the house and Goku is carrying his granddaughter Pan and they're just talking and he t and what ended up happening is in his fight with Hit during the the uh Destruction Gods tournament uh he had used the Kaioken on top of his Super Saiyan God blue form right well by doing that because the Kaioken puts a huge strain on your body to give you this huge boost in strength, it screwed up his ability to manipulate his key. So for the first time, Goku is actually powerless because he, not like his powers are gone, but since he can't control them, he might as well be powerless. Like he can, he can, he can't really fly right. He can't use key blasts. Like his his ability to manipulate his power is all over the place. So they're sitting on top of the house and he's talking to Piccolo and he's talking about how, and, and this was a point that another YouTuber make that now I understand what he means, where he's talking about just how he feels old and how he didn't really understand uh, uh, the little things because he was always so busy trying to get stronger and yet sitting here with his granddaughter Pan and looking up at the sky and he talks about how he's looking at Pan and he's going, you know, if I still had full control of my abilities, I could take you up to the sky instead of just letting you look at it. And that was a really good moment. And then the very next scene, the like the very next episode, they have less than a year old baby Pan go on an adventure with Pilaf and his crew. You don't need to know who they are. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, she starts flying in the upper atmosphere and has an aura. She remembers, she's looking up at the night, at the, at the night sky and all the stars, and she remembers Goku's face, and she goes flying back down to Earth and senses his key and flies back down to Earth to him. And I'm like, and you ruined it. You were doing so good, and you ruined it with this baby pan ridiculousness. Oh, is that another Toriyama? <laughs> yeah, it feels like another. <laughs> it, this The entire arc feels like there was one or two people on the writing team who was like, you know what, let's do something. It's almost like they were watching Dragon Ball Abridged. It's almost <laughs> like they were watching Dragon Ball Z Abridged, and they were like, you know what? This is really good. So it's like one or two writers on the team were like, let's sit down and really think this out and do this right. And then every other writer was like, but this is cool. Put it in. This is cool. Put it in. This is cool. Put it in. And they're constantly trying to tell them, but that doesn't make any sense. It, it, it leaves a huge loophole. Let's not do that. Let's not do. And the rest of the team is like, nah, put it in. Nah, put it in. We're putting it in. We're putting it in. Whether you, it, 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 It's four against two. It's five against two. It's six against two. The person who actually makes the decisions wants it in. So it's going in. And the two, and the two people who actually know what they're doing and actually want to make a good story are just, just doing the best they can to not let it be completely destroyed right so there's another good moment in the show that i i vividly remember and it's trunks the future trunks has just gotten back from the future his mom has been killed everyone else is dead he's pretty sure my who is in the future as an adult and is is 
romantically entangled with him. They're they're not actually dating, but they make it very they they make the romantic entanglement very obvious. So he's obviously in love with her. Um, so Haseo, how about that D? Well, he thinks she died, so he gets to the he gets back to the past, and his future is gone. His mom is dead. Mai is dead. Most of the humans are dead. So everything he had is gone. And he's sitting mm. on a swing set while Gohan is playing with Pan. And Gohan has got Pan, and he's like, uh, he's 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 like sort of uh, when you hold a baby and you kind of uh move him up and down in front of you in the air. I I don't know the exact word I should be using for that, but he's Balance. playing. I don't think there is one. Yeah, he's he he's playing with her and balancing, and Trunks is watching him do it, and he's like, if it wasn't for Goku Black, this could have been my future. And he has, and in his head, he imagines his mom and my and him sitting at a table. To, sitting down at a table to a meal and they're just talking and laughing and living and being okay and not in this horrific nightmare that his future is and he literally almost starts crying and I'm like that's an amazing moment that is an amazing moment and then they ruin it <laughs> and it, it is the entire arc is these amazing really good character moments and then they ruin it with something stupid. Goku Black is the stupidest thing in this arc. He makes no sense. And what Goku Black is, is he is Zamasu from that time period. And the Zamasu of that time period used the Super Dragon Balls to take over Goku's body. He switched bodies with him. So now he had all of Goku's power. And then he killed Goku, killed Chi-Chi, killed Gokuten, and started murdering the world. What's weird about this is, first off, they started calling him Goku Black for some reason. Um, and then when he when they show him switching bodies, Goku's complexion actually darkens a little. Oh. And I'm like, but why? <clears throat> why would that happen? Oh. oh, let's not also forget that this entire arc is completely pointless. Because they could have just used the Super Dragon Balls to fix the entire thing. Because Zamasu, what he did is he used the Super Dragon Balls to switch bodies with Goku. Then he went to the future and found his... See, this is where it breaks down. They insist on doing time travel when they have no idea what they're doing with time travel. And they insist on doing it and screwing it up. So... Goku Black and Zamasu are both in Future Trunks' future. That's where they are. They can't go anywhere else in time unless they decide to go forward in time. Goku Black, or I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start calling him uh, Goku Zamasu because it's just Zamasu and Goku's body. So, well, Gomasu then. Uh, yes. I'll go ahead and coin it now. Okay, so Gomasu, Go-Masu right? Uh, the, the, the gods have what's called time rings. Their time rings allow them to move forward in time and then back to the present, but they cannot go backward in time. That's important because every time, because Trunks goes back in time where uh, Go, where Zamasu or Goku, uh, where ZG, we'll, we'll call him ZG, uh, Zamasu Goku, <laughs> ZG. 
ZG. He goes ZG. back in time where ZG can't follow him. Well, ZG does follow him by going through the hole that the time machine tears in time space, and then time space fixes itself and pulls him back. That's how Goku and Vegeta and everyone find out about what's really going on. You, you know, even after Trunks told them, of course. But then, you know, ZG comes through and they actually uh, get a chance to see him. And there's an enemy. Well, I might die here. Um, but uh, he gets pulled back and he never, ever goes back in time again. He just stays in the future. And what they do is they go into the future. Oh, crap. What are, they, what are those double bear? What are those double guns? Double guns? Hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. I tried to. Oh, well, I guess he had more armor than me. I'm dead. Uh, so. So, uh. So the time ring only allows you to go forward and backward in time. And they, they talk about Trunks' future as if it's a completely different multiverse when it shouldn't be because the way time travel has already been established that it works is that when Trunks goes back in time and makes a change to time, the timeline splits into two different timelines. Not two different not two different multiverses, but just two different timelines. So it's basically like going into another dimension is is more what it's like, right? So okay. So when they show Zam Zam ZG's existence makes no sense because, first off, he shouldn't have been able to get to Trunks' timeline because Trunks' timeline is separated. And if we go by the way they talk about it, he should not have been able to get to Trunks' timeline in any way, shape, or form because it's a completely different multiverse. Because the... The, uh, the Kais can move between dimensions because remember the afterlife is considered a different dimension so they can do that but this is a completely separate multiverse is the way that they're explaining it in Super when it was established that it's only supposed to be a split off of the timelines and that's it so every time you make a change in the past it makes another branching timeline so the main timeline never gets affected it just branches off into different timelines where the changes have taken effect so in the actual timeline of dragon ball uh goku died and the androids killed everybody and trunks would have eventually been killed too that's the actual timeline the offshoot timeline is literally the one we're following, where Trunks went back, saved Goku's life, and then we have all the events that have happened from the Android Saga all the way up to now. That's an, that is an alternate timeline that we are following, not the main timeline. Trunks is... Uh, even, even Trunks' future timeline, when he goes back and kills Android 17 and 18 and then kills Cell... Even that's an alternate timeline. That is an alternate timeline from the main timeline. So they literally show ZG killing his killing his mentor, taking the ring. Now remember, this means Goku has already become a Super Saiyan God. He's already fought Beerus. Frieza has already come back. All that stuff. So he takes the ring, the time ring. 
He goes and collects the Super Dragon Balls. He wishes to switch bodies with Goku, kills Goku and everyone on the planet. Then he goes from that time and literally goes... And remember, the time ring only allows him to go forward in time, not backward. But the way they show it and explain it is he then went forward in time to meet himself before he switched bodies and he uh, joined forces with that Zamasu. That Zamasu got the Dragon Balls, wished for an immortal body, and has been then helping him destroy tr future Trunks' future. Which mm -hmm. actually would have then created another alternate timeline. And not only do they do this, because it it would he would not be able to go into the future. ZG would not be able to go into the future to meet his past self is the problem with all of this timeline stuff. They're just mm. doing everything because plot. The plot needs this to happen, so whatever. And then, hmm. right. So, so now they're in future Trunks's future. Now remember, the moment Zamasu went into the future to talk to the other Zamasu, it should have created an alternate timeline because that's a deviation from the main time from that main timeline. Well, instead of that happening, and uh, instead of that happening, they just stay in Future Trunks's future, and they just screw his future up, right? Mm. Then, after they defeat him, because they do eventually defeat him, um, of course they go, they? they go back, and they talk about how uh, because w the the way uh, Zamasu is defeated is that he fuses with ZG, and they become fused Zamasu. That Zamasu is defeated, and he literally basically melds with that universe, and so they call Zeno, and Zeno is the uh, the the number one god. He is the one above all, as Marvel would say. Hmm. He is the one most powerful being in the universe. God with a big G. God with a big G. Hmm. So he, so um, Goku... Uh, switch over to Brawlhalla? Uh, sure, we can. Um, so Goku was given a button by the Zeno from their timeline, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, he, and the button was supposed to bring Zeno to him if, uh, whenever he needed, right? So he ends up finding the button because he's looking for, he's searching himself for a sensu bean. He finds the button. He presses the button. It brings the Zeno of that timeline there. Which doesn't make any sense because we've already been told that there are 12 different universes and Zeno exists as Zeno in all of them. There's only one Zeno, but there are multiple gods of destruction for each universe, right? So we already have a multiverse theory, so we're tr they never explain where this completely separate multiverse comes from. They never explain right. it. It is a huge plot hole. And now there are two Zenos because they summoned the Zeno from that other multiverse that popped out of nowhere. And then 
that Zeno just erases that entire universe. So all of the, the, the struggle and pain and deaths and lives that Trunks dealt with to finally defeat Zamasu meant nothing because they brought Zeno there and Zeno erased everything. Every human, everything in that universe is gone except for Trunks and Mai. And then Goku and them all left before it actually happened. So Trunks and Mai are the only things that exist from that original timeline. From Well, not that original timeline, but from that timeline. And then they start talking about how Whis could uh, they, they, they're like, well, Whis could rewant, could take them back to a time before the universe was destroyed and before Zamasu takes over Goku's body and yada, 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 yada. And then they literally start talking about how, but wouldn't that then make another timeline? And then that, wouldn't that make another timeline? And then wouldn't that make another time? So they literally start talking about how this would literally create hundreds upon thousands of alternate timelines. And it's like, well, if that's the case, why don't you just let Trunks and Mai stay in this world? Because they even say that if he takes them back to that timeline and it does the offshoot, there's going to be an adult Trunks and Mai in that world. So there'll be two of them. Well, why not? Why don't they just stay in this one? So they even explain how none of the time traveling they're doing in this arc makes sense. And it reminded me so very much of a uh, music reviewer who reviewed one of Eminem's songs uh, where he, where in the song Eminem talks about he just did, he one of his, the line at the Welcome end of it is, I just, uh, I just did a whole song and I didn't say any, and I didn't say nothing. And the reviewer goes, just because you point it out, doesn't make it okay. And, th and that's what <laughs> a lot of this was. It was, it was them pointing stuff out and acting like, well, we pointed it out, so it's okay, right? It's like, no, it's still terribly bad. It's still terribly bad, show. And all of the writers should feel bad about it. But I have to say, I didn't hate it, though. The, the, the Beerus huh. saga that I had to go through, the Frieza saga, the tournament arc... Oh my god, I was starting I was literally hating them. This redeemed the season a little bit for me. It was not terrible. There was so much potential in this arc and I was like these are some there are some really there is some good writing in this. Either they got in some new writers or one or two of the people pulled their heads out of their butts and actually did a good job or tried to, you know, against everyone else who kept their heads in their butts. Um, but this arc wasn't terrible. And I see where the potential is. And it could have been so much better than it was. Um, I have to agree. Zamasu is the best villain I've seen in the Dragon Ball franchise. He has an actual motivation. His motivation makes sense, and it's from a ethical or moral perspective that's not necessarily wrong, but isn't necessarily right, and could be right or wrong depending on your perspective of the situation. It's really good. And then they ruin it. 
Because there's a point mm. in the series, there's a, there's an episode where he literally tells Trunks that Trunks is the reason all of this is happening. Because Trunks went back in time, saved Goku's life, which allowed Goku to meet Samasu and set all of these events in motion. And that it's all Trunks' fault. And I'm like, it mm. couldn't just be that he's an egotistical god whose sense of justice has gone to an extreme and thus is becomes the problem that that becomes. No, it's all Trunks's fault now, and they oh, ruined their is. villain. <laughs> oh, show um, every every time you're you're right there, and then you you just stop. You're right there at the finish line, and you stop. <laughs> like why? So is this why you were sending the message? Like, I just want to strangle someone. Uh, <laughs> no, that's because I was still in the filler. I was still in the filler mm. until I got into the actual arc. The filler made me want to skin these writers alive and hang them upside down outside of their office building as a warning to all the other idiots in there before they actually put a pen to paper. Like, oh, the filler is so obnoxiously terrible. <laughs> and and then they came, um, and then one of the things send they... Send me... Send me a friend invite for Brawlhalla so I oh, can add you. Sorry. Um, and it's then, okay. Just, uh, you know, doing the thing. Let me see where I need to go for that. Uh, ranked play... Uh, inventory store notification. Ah, friend list. Uh, my Steam profile says it's set to private. Why would that have anything to do with me sending an invite to a friend? Mm. Okay, but um, the the show <clears throat> tries to hard. Oh, and also in this arc, Vegeta is more Vegeta than he's been the entirety since. Since before mm. now, Vegeta is actually in this arc Vegeta. He's Vegeta, the proud Saiyan prince, but his character has shows the evolution that it should have sh always shown. It, so he's still the proud Saiyan prince. He'll still he still wouldn't spit on you if you were on fire. But there's a mm. there's a good moment where Trunks is literally at a point where he's about to break. Um, and I think it's after he gets back because, you know, his mom's dead, his girlfriend's dead, he, he doesn't, he can't be black, and he's in a, he's in another moment of really deep self-doubt, and Vegeta walks over next to him, and without looking at him, just says, don't give up hope, and that was a really good moment, that's Vegeta. That is right. an evolution of Vegeta's character. He's not some goofball running around because Beerus terrifies him and, and, or some crap like that. He's the proud saying prince, but he has changed. And the changes are subtle because that's how a person actually grows as a person. Changes aren't radical like that unless drugs are involved. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're subtle. They're slow. Like, when you're with somebody for a long time, you may pick up a speech pattern, or you might say something that the other person says a lot. 
it's very subtle changes in a person. That's how a person's personality actually grows. Not not Vegeta going from murdering a thousand people and then the next episode he's running around like a goofball like there's literally an episode where Beerus gets mad and Vegeta just he, he's like freaking out he's freaking out and and there's a there's that one episode I think I was talking to you guys about it was one of the filler episodes and it was Vegeta up against a clone of himself that had taken his powers and he was fading away so of course they brought Goku in because no one can save the day but Goku and Goku mm. had to defeat him within a certain amount of time or Vegeta would disappear well before that there was another uh, there was another clone that was made by the same force that was basically ordering the clone Vegeta around and Vegeta was like and Vegeta got mad and he was like you call yourself me and you're taking orders from that guy where's your pride and I'm like Vegeta, the very last episode, Beerus got mad about something and said jump. And not only did you ask him how high, you asked him if he wanted a blowjob on the way up. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me right now? Are you really kidding me right now? You have been on your knees for the last three arcs. And you're going to literally critique someone else about taking orders? Oh, man. <laughs> I was like... And it's, it's those things that ruin it. It's the, and, and I've talked about before, when you have an audience, you want to keep them immersed. You want to keep them immersed in the world. So when little things are off, it throws them out. Even the smallest thing can throw them out. So you want to mitigate it because you're always going to have something, but you want to mitigate it as much as you can. And this arc <laughs> just me. doesn't do that. It, it, every arc before it just didn't care. This arc feels like someone cared and other people were literally cutting them off at the at the uh, at the knee every chance they got. Actually, actually, I think I got you on this one, right? I think I got you on this one. Uh, so, in uh, in in the RPG that I've been playing a lot here recently, the the system that I've been using a lot here recently, it's edited by Final Fan or Final Flight Games. It's FFG, and it is notorious that they have, or had, at least, terrible editing. Absolutely atrocious editing. So that there's typos, blah, 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 and terrible uh, of the rules aren't particularly clear. And it's not that they left it intentionally ambiguous, like uh, Dungeons & Dragons 4th and 5th edition, where it says, it specifically says, this should be left up to the DM to decide, or you know, it's, there's just no framework, so it's left up for you to assume or, or figure out on your own because everyone does their own shit anyway. No, it's just poorly worded with no examples to 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 give you an idea of what's going on. And it feels like from all of your rants, where this is just terribly inconsistent, it feels like they've got these these wonderful writers that 
want to do all this stuff and they want some silly shit and uh what was that movie where it got two black guys going undercover as sorority sisters oh white girls oh yeah, yeah white girls <laughs> why the fuck wouldn't you get a couple of white cops to go in there or why, white why female you... cops that's what i'm saying why, why do you have <laughs> This seems like the worst plan you could have come up with. That entire pro the entire premise of that movie is the reason why I haven't watched it yet. And it, you're you're honestly not missing anything, and they did it because they could, because you sure as fuck couldn't do it now. Yeah. No, they've put black dudes in dresses recently. Well, like like Big Mama's house with uh, Martin Lawrence or. Tyler Perry and Medea, but no, yeah, like but Tyler Perry does that to himself. Uh, no, but like it's it's like Blazing Saddles. Yeah, you, you couldn't can... have that movie today, but that oh, shit gosh. was comic genius. It, but it was comic genius because it made fun of literally everyone. It spared yeah. no one, and it made like, and white folks got the fucking healthiest ration of that shit. Yeah, it used <laughs> racial slurs in it. And I am not comfortable enough to use racial slurs in, in my... Do I, I don't even say... I, I, don't, I don't even use the black racial slur with a soft freaking soft ending, much less with a hard R. Right? <laughs> like, I, I can't even do that. But... Uh... You know, it, it feels like they're trying to do, add these silly moments in, and who's the most serious badass in the thing? Well, Goku's already brain damaged and retarded, so he does silly shit anyway. And he's just a happy-go-lucky dude, because he's brain damaged. But Vegeta is the proud warrior. That shit's funny, right? Because you're bringing him down to a clown. But no, it's not. It's not his character. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the guy that says, I don't dance. And then people try to get him to dance. It's like, no, really, I don't fucking dance. And everyone gets mad at him. But then they realize, oh, no, that's just who he is. What? But Vegeta doesn't have a choice. Cast he's with off. the whim of the writers. And when the writers say, oh, it's funny because he's fucking Vegeta. No, it's not funny. And that's what I feel like is happening. Like, they're just inconsistent. And I don't have editors that are able or willing to slap the writers in the face and go, no, bad writer. Well, and yeah. And I feel like they, it feels, well, before this arc, it just felt like they didn't care. And as much as I know about the Tournament of Power arc, which I actually did watch a large majority of, like I'd say about 70% of the episodes I watched uh, throughout the entire arc, like the ending, the beginning, and a lot of stuff in the middle, it feels like this is the only arc that anyone actually cared about. Like, that's why, that's why I was saying it feels like there were one or two writers that actually decided they cared and tried to do the best they could, and every other writer on that team kept cutting them off at the knee. And Tori, and if Toriyama had anything to do with this arc, it felt like he was like, 
put this in here it'll be funny i swear put this in here it'll be funny i swear put this in here it'll be funny i swear and and these writers are like no toriyama no other writers this will only ruin the narrative we can make it funny but this isn't going to work for the narrative that we're dealing with here and there and all the other writers in toriyama are like but do it because we said to and then the other two writers are like, fine, whatever. We'll do what we can about it. We'll, we'll do what we can. And they do their best to literally work around You can tell they're doing their best to work around it. But someone is going, but this will be really good, though. But this will be really cool, though. <clears throat> One of the things that was so stupid about it is that they retconned how the Potara fusion worked, which is when you have two Supreme Kais have earrings and when a supreme and when you put those earrings on the fusion is permanent it fuses two characters together into one character and it's permanent that was the yeah established... i actually i actually asked you about that cuz that's what i had thought yeah that was the established canon they retconned it in this arc saying that if two mortals put on the earrings the fusion will uh, the fusion will actually separate. Now, the only reason the fusion separated the first time is because they went inside of Majin Buu's body. And Majin Buu is a magical creature that no one even knows how he was created. So it hmm. makes sense that there might be adverse effects within his body. So a fusion that's supposed to be permanent goes inside of his body might split apart because of his very of his own magical nature and the way it affects it because boo is a creature that absorbs and separates from creatures often right so it might make right. sense that his magical nature would separate two beings that have been fused together because we've seen him literally separate himself into different personalities Okay, we can, we can, our, our, uh, our disbelief can accept that. But when you just turn around and go and give a hard, no, this is the way the mechanic works now, when there's no reason for the mechanic to work that way, it's like, well, they wouldn't have been able to, uh, separate then. And you can't have the rest of the story going on with them fused together permanently. Or they didn't have to use Patara Fusion. They could have just used the fusion dance. Remember? Because in the Majin Buu saga, that this is literally after Goku himself is the one who taught Trunks and Goten how to do that dance and fuse. They could have just fused into Gogeta, which has a time limit. Mm. And, and, and you could have had right. the same outcome. They didn't need to change the rules on the Patara fusion in any way. Uh, ZG doesn't make any sense. They're, they go from when they first meet ZG, they can't even hurt him. He just gets stronger. There's even a point in the arc where Vegeta goes, he's just getting stronger every time we fight him. He is literally getting stronger while he's fighting. But at the end of the arc, when they need him to lose, all of a sudden he's getting damaged, and all of a sudden he's not getting stronger from <coughs> simply fighting. There is an ability that ZG gets. because So there are several new rules that they just pulled out of their butts and threw into the universe. The first one was when Goku was fighting Hit in the arc before this one. 
And Goku uses the Kaioken with his Super Saiyan God Blue form, and he surpasses Hit in power. So Hit literally charges up and screams and raises his power higher than Goku's. And the explanation they gave is that he used growth. And apparently growth is when a person just decides to surpass their limits and does. Mm. They made that a canon thing. And even Hit himself literally said the words, I just copied what you did. That's it. Goku <laughs> would stop, charge up his aura, and scream, and get stronger from it, and Hit just copied that. He didn't understand the mechanics of what was going on. He just saw that Goku was doing that, he did it, and he got stronger. And then they gave it a name and called it Growth. I think Wizards of the Coast might want to sue uh, <laughs> sue them because that that was a uh, a green magic card that oh, actually what? like like you play it and it like doubles like your green. is it the one green or a green and a a green and one uh, target creature gets plus three plus three or plus two plus two until end of turn. Right, uh, you're talking about two like what critter things. said. Uh, no, there, <laughs> there is an ability. Uh, it's not called growth. It's called adaptation. That's the ability. It's usually for the green blue cards. I forget the exact uh, guild. There, Simic. It's it's one of Simic's abilities. It's called adaptation. It has. But uh, but but yes, y you are correct in what you're saying. But we're also correct in what we're saying. I have the card over where my magic shit is at and it's it's called growth you you spend I'm, I'm pretty sure crit's right you spend a green magic and then another random magic and it gives your character plus three plus three till the end of turn well, correct but this <clears throat> wasn't a till end of turn effect in the show it was permanent that's why it's more uh... like adaptation because what adaptation Ooh. does with the Simic is you pay the amount of mana and it gives them plus one so many counters, which are permanent unless the counters are removed or the creature is destroyed. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's the, there's another one that there's something in the general yeah. vicinity that does that. Like one green and X but, that gives that, but still. Right, but uh, so they, they establish that any by doing this, they basically establish that any character can get as strong as they want anytime they want. And people were literally telling me they were trying to rein in power levels. They literally just broke it because they literally stated that any character can become as powerful as they want whenever they want. Well, not whenever they want, but whenever the plot needs them to. And then. <laughs> they they do and then they set up another rule for the Saiyans. ZG comes to a realization that he didn't understand until after fighting Vegeta that what the Saiyans are doing is that they're turning their rage into power. So they get really angry and that allows them to surpass their limits and grow more powerful. That's what they've been doing. So the present the the canon rule for Saiyans is they are as powerful as their rage, 
which also really... which I they really said it. He said it word for word. It is their they're turning their rage into power. <clears throat> so they well, hell, if the that's hole. the case, I should probably be able to take out all of downtown Raleigh. Just saying. Well, no. <laughs> now this also sets up why Broly is so powerful because he is a limitless well of Saiyan rage, which explains why he is the way he is. But that is insanely dumb for them to have done that. Now, not only did they set up this rule, but once he figured, once ZG figured it out, he then tapped into his own rage as a god, and he, he gave a, a bunch of reasons as to what contributed to the rage, but he was like, now I'm going to turn my rage into power, and he created a, like, he likes to run around with an energy blade that he creates over his hand, so he created an energy scythe. And when he swings the scythe, it opened up some kind of weird rift that created copies of him, which were completely overwhelming Vegeta and Goku. And they couldn't disperse or destroy the copies, and the copies were constantly being made without any actual limit. They were literally getting overrun, and the copies were, almost, were either almost or just as powerful as, the, as ZG. So he won. He won, right? Well, Zamasu gets into trouble, and so ZG leaves, and when he leaves the area, the clones go away. And I was like, wait, he could have just went ahead and killed them. Who cares? The other Zamasu is immortal. Uh, he could have just went ahead and killed Goku and Vegeta. This ability that they've given him just wins him the fight. And the moment it went away, I was like, we're never going to see it again in this arc, are we? Because he wins with that ability. We're never going to see it again. Guess what? We never saw him use it again. Mm. Even after he fused into fusions of Masu and thus gained the knowledge of that technique and would have had the ability to even improve on it, he never used it again. Because that would have literally ended them. Mm. That's why you I can't say, have that now, can you? Right, and that's why I I keep <clears throat> emphasizing on the fact that this arc should have been called. We had a really good, we did something really good, and then we ruined it. Because every time they do something good in this arc, they ruin it. They outright destroy it. So, is the art garbage? No. Is it bad? Yup. Uh, is Zamasu a good villain? Yes. Did they still find some way of ruining him? Absolutely. Um, did they do a lot of stuff that didn't make any sense and break power levels and all that stuff like they normally do? Yup. It's like they can't it's like they can't help themselves. It's like they can't help themselves. And anytime someone tries to tell them that they're doing something wrong and even give constructive criticism on how they could do it better, it's like they dig in their heels. I don't understand this Asian mentality. And people can call me racist if they want to, but this is an actual thing in Asian culture. I don't understand this Asian mentality of we cannot be told how to do something better. I don't get it. it. 
it, uh, it's, it's could, it, this, could it be the bomb? It is this arrogance that they cannot do something better. So they just dig in their heels and keep going. And, I, and this show is almost the epitome of that. Dragon Ball Super is almost the epitome of don't tell us how to do stuff. We've been doing stuff for years. We know exactly how to do this right. Get out of here. And it's like, but, huh. but, but you're not, though. You're not doing it right, though. Just because a bunch of kids give you billions of dollars and then a bunch of dumb fanboys who don't know how to objectively look at something give you a bunch <laughs> of their money doesn't mean that you're doing something good. It, 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 it doesn't mean that. Now, it does mean you're doing something right to milk them of their money, but it doesn't mean you've made a good product. Hmm. <laughs> but <Right. laughs> but like I said, that's why I said my answer might surprise you. I don't think this arc was garbage. I there's so there are there are a lot of just good moments in it. And if they could just grab a hold of those good moments and mature from there, we could have a Dragon Ball abridged story that could be better than Dragon Ball abridged. We could have a good Dragon Ball could be a good anime. Dragon Ball could be an anime that other like Dragon Ball could be one of those animes that you could introduce anyone to because it has a good solid story on top of its comedy. But no, Toriyama has the comedy instincts of a dead fish. And the writers refuse, refuse to take any constructive criticism whatsoever. And any and I and considering what I've seen of the Tournament of Power arc, the two writers that tried to make this arc good, which is which is why I can't call it garbage and I can't call it terrible, is actually okay, but it is bad because of the stuff the bad stuff they do do. But the writers that tried to make this art good, considering what I've seen of Tournament of Power, they were fired. Like, they, they, they must no longer be on the project. The rest of the writers in Toriyama would have been like, what are you doing trying to make something good out of Dragon Ball? Get your stuff and clear out your desk and get out of here before we call security. Like, it's, <laughs> it, it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> it's, it's it hurts to see something that had so much potential to to not only watch it be ruined but in the next arc be completely deconstructed as if they had never learned anything because the tournament mm. of power arc is garbage the tournament of power arc is straight garbage like okay. it, they had yeah. sorry they had three seasons of garbage an okay arc in the Zamasu arc and then they went right back to garbage it is jarring like it uh, <laughs> it is disheartening it is so disheartening because in this arc i can see the dragon ball i want and then in the mm. exact next arc, they go, but we're not going to give it to you, though. 
Right. <laughs> okay, so what I'm hearing is it went from steaming dumpster pile, flaming dumpster pile with fire to the dumpster's not on fire anymore and I think I see something I could get to why are you putting gasoline back in the dumpster? Don't you don't burn trash in city limit? God damn it! Yeah, like oh, that is an amazing analogy for it. <laughs> that is, oh. an, it's like dumpster fire, dumpster fire, dumpster fire. The dumpster's not on fire. It doesn't even smell that bad, even though it's still full of trash. Why? Wait, why are you putting gasoline on it? Now? Wait, why? Why are you? Oh shit! Why I are you pulling out a flame? What the fuck? No, no, gasoline. It's like why, dude. It wouldn't even surprise me. Like, dude, you saying Vaseline, it would not surprise me at all if these writers <laughs> literally set their set the show set set the franchise on fire in a dumpster and then proceeded to have sex with a hole in the dumpster. I wouldn't even be surprised. No, 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 no. I would be like, I would look at that and go, well, it was the next logical step for him. I mean, I can't even argue with that. No, I figured it out, right? So they've, they've, they've got their piles of money around this dumpster that is on fire, and they climb on top of it and get into a giant, while it's on fire, that once it's gone out, they're like, oh, well, it's gone out now. Pour more gasoline on it. Throw more content into it. Light it on fire. Well, fuck. We're supposed to put it out. Everyone jerk off onto it. <laughs> so, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I, I think I'm picking up what Crit is putting down. So, not only are they burning it the fuck down, they're going to bukake it as well. Gotcha. Yeah. To, 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 they're trying to do bukake enough to put out a dumpster fire. It's not working. Well... Well, I mean, they, they'd have to hire more shitty illustrators and writers. Then they could uh, totally bukake that shit, but probably not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could not find out how to get you set as a friend. Uh, I've been checking. It says my Steam account is set to private. I've checked my Steam account. Um, have you it, linked your account, your whatever fucking game, blah, 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 with your Steam account? Wait, it says teams off. Give me a sec. Maybe that's teams the on. problem. Teams on. Because mm. uh, I just did like three matches while we while we were talking. Um, I probably should have did a match, but I was. No, you Anything? were, you were, you were in full Gerald rant mode, so yeah. that that's okay. But we allow that. <laughs> but yeah, just final thoughts on this arc. When people were trying to tell me that the Zamasu arc was the best arc and that he was the best villain we've had, it was because I hadn't watched the entirety of the arc. I had watched certain episodes, so I missed all the little nuances, right? Um, uh. Now that I've watched every episode in the arc, they're right. It is the best arc I won't say it's the best arc Dragon Ball has ever had. It is the best arc mm. in Dragon Ball Super. But the bar is really low, and even the Zamasu arc misses the mark. 
um, it feels too much like there were some people who cared and some people who didn't, and the people who didn't care outnumbered the people who did. Um, it is Zamasu is the best villain I've I've seen, and he's he's better than King Piccolo. He's better than Piccolo. He's better than Vegeta and Nappa. He's better than uh Frieza. He's a better villain than Frieza. He's a better villain than Cell. He's a better villain than Majin Buu. He's a better villain than uh, mm-hmm. uh Debora Bobbity. Like because here is a villain wow. who has an actual conflict of character and goes to the extreme with it this is a villain who you can understand why he would get to the point where he got to it is a villain where you could be like okay I see his point of view but he went too far right and those are the best villains are are those not the and correct me if I'm wrong but those are the best villains correct they're the ones where Uh, you see that progression I think that I think that is certainly the most relatable villain, right? The the and my favorite character in League of Legends is like that, or similar, of uh, Renekton. His his backstory is that he guarded the library that Nasus Nasus whatever fuck tended to it, and anyone who wasn't worthy of entry got slain. Uh, anyone or got turned away and then anyone who tried to force Cast entry off. got slain right well this kept going on and on and on and on and no no answer so he just slayed millions until he, huh. he all he saw was how fucked up humanity was and then he's like fuck it I'm killing them all and he was overcome by bloodlust mm-hmm and then his brother was about to strike him down, and then they got sucked into the League of Legends universe, right? For power. So this this reminds me of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Gerald, help me with this. What was that owl's name? Um, I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. The custodian of the library under the sands. Yes. Yeah. That sounds a lot like uh, what Critish is saying. Sounds a lot like that owl. And well, when I get back them, over, go ahead. Both of them are based off of Egyptian mythology. I wager. I, I haven't seen the last Airbender, but Sands, Egypt, Egypt, blah blah blah. Well, I think what you're who you're referring to is Toth. Well, it it's League of Legends, so it's. I mean, I, I don't know Egyptian mythology all that well, so. Well, no, I can I can tell you it's Toth. Toth was the god Artemis. of knowledge for Egyptian mythology. Did he happen to be a dogman? No, that would be Anubis. Well, Nasus is a dogman, and Renekton in the game is a crocodile, an anthropomorphic crocodile, kind of a reverse-looking fat lad. Three, two. Uh, Toth was a bird-headed, not not a hawk like uh, what's his Ra. bucket? I can't think of his name. Not Ra, the other one, Horus. Horus. No, he was uh, he was the long-beaked one. Toth was the long-beaked one. Like a... eh, could be. Anyway, keep going. 
Gerald, that's you. Um, I am done. <laughs> that's I. That was the last bit of my rant. That, that's what my final thought was. It's an okay arc, actually. Um, I like Zamasu. I don't like Goku Black. He doesn't make any sense. He shouldn't even be in. He shouldn't even be in it. Um, the arc did never need it to take place because they could have just used the Super Dragon Balls themselves to fix the problem in the first place. They just decided not to. Didn't even bring it up. <laughs> and this seems like a, a flaw in the entire series because if you're going to be doing a Dragon Ball series, why wouldn't you use the thing which is named? Well, also especially considering Toriyama based Dragon Ball off of Journey to the West. Yes, um, well, I can also even give you an anime to watch. It's called Gensumaden Sayuki, or Sayuki. So, Journey to the West was a, a long-written story about a Buddhist monk who was traveling to, I guess, from China to India to um, meet the Buddha, or, or some something like that, the, the anime. Gerald, uh, I think we both have watched Sayuki. Gerald, you're still there? I'm still here. I'm playing okay, a game yeah. of Brawlhalla, so anyone watching the stream has something to look at. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, uh, so... The character... And, in fact, if you, if anyone who knows when they call Goku Son Goku, Son Goku, or in Chinese, he's Son Wuhan, is the Monkey King. He's a golem born from stone. Right. And... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you are, you're getting a couple of uh, important details wrong. Uh, uh, uh oh the name is Please Sun, correct me. It's Sun Wukong. Um, Wukong, yeah. Sun Wukong. And he's not a golem born from a stone. He is an actual monkey that was born from a stone. It act, If you go by Greek mythology, it actually makes him a titan. Well, if, if we're going by Greek mythology, yes, but this is Chinese mythology. Well, right, but he's not a golem. He is an actual blood flesh monkey he's just wins. a yeah 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 you're right i'm i'm getting all the all the streams of consciousness that i've got i'm getting them mixed up so yeah you're right yeah and he was uh <clears throat> and actually uh who was it i think it was mythology mythology the one of the one of the podcasts i listened to did a three-part series on sun sun wukong and like in Sayuki, you see Son Goku wearing a like a golden tiara. Mm -hmm. That's taken from the mythology. Artemis. And what what really kind of <clears throat> what really kind of pissed me off was like in in Sayuki, the priest's name is Genjo Sanzo. That's not his name in the actual story written down story it's something else i don't remember what it is 
but he put that golden tiara on Sun Wukong's head, so if Sun Wukong decided to be rash, the priest could chant and make the tiara clinch on his head. To the point where he, where Sun Wukong would be, be like, alright, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, stop it, stop it. And, Dude. yeah. Okay, Qu quick, quick interjection. Uh, mm. I'm getting flashbacks to Amy Joshua. Sit. Sit, boy. <laughs> yeah, but with Inuyasha, it was a it was a beaded necklace, though. I think it doesn't matter. The point is the same basic thing. It's a shot collar. It's a, it's a magical shot collar. Yes, and no, but mostly. And another. See, I, I, I really like Sayuki's way of telling the journey to the West story, because then you have uh, Shaw Gojo, who is a, a product of uh, a chick, uh, was it, Gerald, was it a, a chick sleeping with a river demon or a dude sleeping with a female river demon? Uh, in the, it was a, uh... No, it was that his, uh, he was half in the, uh, the Saiyan show. He was just half demon. Yeah. His dad had cheated on his mom and he was the half demon product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Cho Hakai was in, <clears throat> if you watch the show, you wouldn't expect him to be the one who, uh, becomes a demon himself by bathing in the blood of a thousand demons. But in in the sense of in in the sense of the Sayuki show, Chohakai is kind of the the grounded, you know, hey, pull your asses back out the clouds and this is how shit's gonna be kind of character. Now in Journey to the West there was a pig demon and his name was Cho something. I, I can't remember it what it Cho was. Hakai. That's who Cho Hakai is. <clears throat> the representation of the pig demon. And that's, well, who, uh, in... that's who Gojo is as well. He's uh, In the original story, it was a pig demon, a water demon, I want to say. That may have been changed over time, but it was either another monk or a water demon, which was Sha Gojo. And then it was Kong Right. Well, the the version of it that I heard on the podcast was totally fucking different, and I was a little, little perturbed about that. But it is what it is. Uh, so this all boils down to uh, the the Goku yes, yes. story is, or the the Dragon Ball story is essentially revolves around uh, Wu Kong. The, the Wukong mythology just reflavored with uh yeah yeah I, with, with we we with... got off we got off topic so yes Goku Son Goku is Sun Wukong uh, the the <clears throat> the one bad guy from Dragon Ball I can't remember his name but he was the uh, bull demon in the Journey to the West story. 
Yeah, Gumo. Yeah. Gumo was the one in Sayuki, but yeah, in Dragon Ball, he he was that big kingpin looking dude with the hat that had the bullhorns on him. I just switched over to my phone, so I sound funny, that's why. Mm -hmm. You um, still sound really, really uh, low to me, at least, so just As long as I am clear, that's enough for me. Um, yes. But I, I knew that the, the, the Wukong references had been made during Dragon Ball, uh, when he was still a kid. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder, right, he came in rehashing something else and giving all of the bad guys rehashed vegetable names. Um, yeah, Kakarot, Vegeta, Gohan. Gohan right. is actually the Japanese word for rice. <clears throat> Kakarot uh, is the Japanese word for carrot. Right. <clears throat> I thought Gohan was the word for rice. He's, he yeah, did. He, that's what he said. Oh, okay. That's what I said. Um, but there's all of this stuff, and then you've got. Uh, but when does when does that change? When does he run out of predetermined story to uh, like pre-written story? To rehash because after that about point, the time of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> I think it's probably earlier than that. Uh, uh, I would actually venture to say uh, that about the time the, the the fight scenes are starting to get into the several episode long sections. Oh, the, the the five episode long spirit bomb power up. Uh, right, like <laughs> once he starts, he's already been out of content for a while at that point, and he's already built up a fan base. So now he just has to shit out something for people to watch. Anything <laughs> at, the, at that point. Right, and, he has and... To come up with something. And to uh, and to kind of steal it back from me there for a second, when I saw Beerus, I was like, "Oh, so he's on Japan or uh, Egyptian mythology now?" Because <clears throat> probably the closest thing I could Player equate Beerus to would be Bastet, which is the uh, Egyptian goddess of cats. And Beerus is a cat-looking. Ow, I just got my ass handed to me. <laughs> <clears throat> Shit. Uh, but yeah, so that that would be the... Or it's just, you know, hey, huh, you know, Egyptians like cats, so let's just put this cat-looking motherfucker out there and, uh, you know, just call him a god of destruction. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't really look for any real thought into what's going on in this, in this season anymore. 
Uh, the, or in, the in anything arc, past, uh... The Zamasu arc surprised me, Three, honestly, two, by one, how... Brawl. By the really good moments that were in it and how good it could have been. Like, this could have been an amazing arc. Um, like, unfortunately, uh, it just wasn't. Goku first first time going Super Saiyan good, or...? Yeah, like, uh, it could have been... It, it could have been Gohan uh, beating Cell good. Um, but yeah, Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time is also a good It, it could have been better than those, is the thing. It could have actually have been better than those moments. Um, they just decided not to. Hmm. Well, how dare they? Um, like, this is the only arc I would actually recommend people actually watch of Dragon Ball Super. Every other arc is trash. Unless you want to... And the Tournament of Power, I would only watch if you want to see certain characters. Other than that, I wouldn't watch the Tournament of Power. It's 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 garbage. It, it is garbage. Um, I'm going to watch the episodes I miss, and I'm gonna have to rewatch it just so that I can refresh myself on a lot of stuff. Because one of the things that the Tournament of Power arc takes to an extreme is uh, the uh, the whole stamina thing. And they make a point in the Zamasu arc that uh, they basically stab every character. They stab, they uh, like I said, Zamasu likes to use a uh, he likes to use a uh, energy blade on his hand. He stabbed Vegeta through his spot. He stabbed Goku through the intestines and the bottom portion of his stomach. And then he stabbed Trunks also through the stomach, I think. And instead of these injuries that they had to deal with for minutes on end, killing them, they would get up and do attack moves and stuff with holes in their abdomens. <clears throat> and <clears throat> right? then would survive so that. So what is this? Death becomes her or something? Uh, it's early '90s movie reference. Uh, the inconsistency is just—it's—it's it's terrible. <clears throat> the inconsistency <clears throat> of it is just terrible. That's right. all there is to it. Well, does anyone ha have anything else they would like to talk about? Um, I think Crit left us. Probably work called and he had to go. Let me check. Come on, phone. Yep, he's gone. Yeah. So, but, um, outside of that, uh, Divinity Original Sin, uh, I have to say, because Crit was talking about it a little bit, I'm really, uh, having fun with, uh, uh, DOS 2. Divinity Original Sin 2. I am having mm -hmm. fun with that. Uh, we are doing a Let's Play of that. We're going to continue that when he has the time. Um, it is much better than the first installment 
Um, it feels like they streamlined a lot of things. I don't know if everything is better because we're only in like the first maybe 20 minutes of the game, if that. Mm. Um, right. So I don't know if everything is better, so we're going to have to see. But it seems they they just from the initial feel of it, it feels better and it feels like they fixed a lot of stuff. Um, mm. uh, so really looking forward to that. Um, uh, oh, I did learn more in uh, uh, Code Breasts. Um, mm. I got further in and I finally ran into... So when I would talk about Code Breasts, we would talk about the vestiges and how vestiges are parts of blood codes and blood codes are a system of skill sets and powers. Well, you finally run into a vestige that's yours. It's one of your memories. Turns out you were the one that defeated the queen. Mm. Um, and you didn't do it by yourself. You had help. But the guy that you were getting help with is also the guy that you've been watching run around and feed vestiges to the clone, to the twin of Io. And not only that, but in your fight with the queen, she knocked off your mask and you were affected by her mist. So you were starting to transform into a lost. And it was during that transformation that you were able to get, uh, you were able to kill her. And in the exchange of you killing her, she, what she does is, uh, she comes up behind you while you're in the midst of your transformation and you right. uh, you call your blood veil, and you turn around and you stab her through the stomach with it. And while she's looking at you, she literally runs her hand down the side of your face, and as you lower her down, you can see her mouth moving like she's whispering in your ear. Uh, and then she, she dies. Now, the thing about that is, she's also the first person you meet when you start the game. Because when you start the game, she's talking to you, and you see her. So you, the the queen is literally the first person you meet. And um, because you've already been affected by her miss, you're in the midst of your transformation. You can't stop it. So Silva and Jack, which are the, because Silva is the guy that's been instituting the blood taxes and stuff like that. Silva is the one that gave you the opening to, uh, is, it was also a part of the fight. Jack is the white-haired revenant that's been running around feeding vestiges to Io's twin. And um, those two basically kill you. And the way the way the shot that Jack shoots you with is placed, it feels like he was trying. He was shooting you. He was shooting. He was aiming for your heart, but he missed a little bit, and so you survived. Um, and so when you, so in the next part of the beginning game is when you wake up to Io to lying in Io's lap, and you have no memories. So you finally found one of your memories, and now you have your blood code. Um, so now I'm just trying to find my way to the next boss, and I am lost, and I'm going to have to probably get a guide, because I... Uh, 
<laughs> and I have to go find a key. Like, I just found... I had to find two. I ended up finding one, but now I gotta go find another key somewhere. Uh... Gerald, amongst your endearing qualities, a uh, sense of direction and navigation is definitely not one of your strong suits. It really isn't. I, I am able to admit it really, really isn't. Um... But I'm getting there. I, I, I'm getting there. Um, hey, sometime before you're 90, you might be able to navigate your way out of a wet paper bag. Eh, I'd say like 115. Like somewhere around 115. Like 90's way too young for a wet paper bag. Three, two, one, uh, brawl! But, uh... I think that's good to call it there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I'm trying to focus on games because I'm, I, I'm starting to play ones more often, and I'm spreading myself out, not able to focus. So I'm trying to focus. So I think what we'll, what I'll end up doing is focusing on Divinity: Original Sin 2 with Craig and doing that lesson mode, and get back to really focusing on Spain uh, um, and getting it finished right well i mean you did spend you did drop one like a, a six spot on it uh for code uh breast i think i yeah. got it when it was on sale so yeah. i spent like 40 Ooh. bucks i think nice. maybe less it might have been like 30. Well, that's definitely good. I'm, I'm gonna have to see if I can't catch a uh, a Dynasty Warriors game on sale. Cause uh, yeah, I think it would be uh, nice to just like, raffle stomp everything. Although I have found that as I get older, the don't hold my attention as long as Ah, uh, old people ADD. Yeah. Um, um, I, I got you there. I think it's just rehashing old... Uh, I think it's rehashing old uh, nostalgia doesn't cut it for me like it used to. Could be. I feel like a let's play with Diet Divinity 2. Really good, like, I don't think we're gonna spend 150 hours. I think that's gonna well, be who's got 150 hours nowadays? In Skyrim, I couldn't tell you. I only have it on uh, 360. Now I could tell you how many hours I have in Destiny, and that's probably around 500 <laughs> on both games. I have probably that much. Actually, I think I'm pushing thousand hours on 
Skyrim. Woo! That doesn't even count the hours I spend on 360. And I played the Everlady fuck out of that game. And then right. so much so many hours and then I've got two, three hundred hours in Total War. Uh just Total War Two. Uh I've got oh God, if I looked at my library at Rome Total War Two or Total War Rome Two, holy God, I played that for fucking months on end. Well, uh, let, let me let me just say this, uh, Crit. Beware the Ides of March. Yeah. Well, I never actually played as Rome. I actually hated playing as Rome itself. I always played as one of the other factions. Uh, Pontus was actually my favorite, but not the Pontus. It's... Uh, but the I guess the point I'm making at is if if we sink at our pace and our bumbling around and, and you know fucking off pace uh, in in uh, Divinity Two, if we drop sixty to ninety hours in it, I think that's probably all that we really should put in. And of that, I don't think there's gonna be but maybe 10 hours of a video that's going to be like highlight reel worthy. Um, yeah, sure, maybe some of the fights or something, but mostly it's going to be commentary, which really makes me wish that you had something other than your crap top, because having oh. a third or fourth player to play with this would be fucking fantastic, because then we'd have a full <laughs> party. Yeah. And it, it very much supports online play. Hell, it even supports LAN play, which who the fuck does that anymore? Um, Poor people, yeah. question mark? I mean, gamers are... Finding gamers isn't necessarily hard. Finding er gamers that are willing to tote their fucking computer over to your house is a bit more difficult. Uh, Gerald, didn't I used to do that? Not your computer, unless it was your laptop. We used yeah, to take consoles that. to each other's houses all the time. Well, no, I, I was thinking of uh, uh, Metten 2. Like, I would... Like, there was one or two times I brought my laptop over so we could play Metten 2 together. Yeah. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> but, anyway, so... What? I but think the point stands. Yeah, um, what I'm saying is you're not wrong. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, um, but if having having multiple people uh, in a party would be would be nice. Alternatively, it seems as if the game has been balanced in such a way that you can play a duo with a specific talent. And or play solo with a specific talent and still do all right, right? Um, uh, it, it's called Lone Wolf, and if you remember uh, Fallout Three, or if you ever played it, there was the one that was like Lone Wanderer, 
where as long as you didn't have a companion or you only had your dog, you got a bunch of buffs. Yeah, that, that, and like, there was a build in Fallout 3 that was fan-fucking-tastic that revolved around you and your first companion, your dog. And you just, it was, it was great. Your dog's never going to be as strong as, like, the fucking super brute companion you get in that game. But who fucking cared? You were able to mulch super brutes before you got power armor. Or got a steady supply of fucking cores to run it. Either way, I digress. Mm. Indeed, um... So, any other last... I guess I'll give some last thoughts myself. Um, so, I'm, and I'm going to be harping on this until I lose interest, but, uh, you know, people listening, if you like Magic the Gathering, but you hate, uh, you know, the mana thing, give Epic a try. Epic card game. Um if you like deck building games, give Star Realms and Hero Realms a try. I'm not going to be buying the White Wizards uh, Sorcerer game because that's like 50 bucks and I ain't got that kind of money. But yeah, so those are my final thoughts. Anyone else's final thoughts? Um, Brawlhalla seems like an okay game, but I could just be playing Smash. Brothers? Becky, Becky, let me smash. Becky, let me smash. (laughs) Becky, why won't you let me smash? Please, Becky, let me smash. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I guess at at this point then, uh, listeners, if you are still listening, if you haven't rolled your eyes into the back of your head yet uh we thank you for listening uh tell your friends tell your enemies tell your mom your dad your your frenemies yes uh you know tell everyone you know we we do this because we like doing it but if we could do this and make money off of it that would be awesome just saying well we do it because we like it any support or donations that come to us would just allow us to do more of it so it's like right. it's it, it support the it's uh another YouTuber I watch basically said it the best support the things you like if you like listening to us and want to hear more from us because we could do more than one podcast a week we just normally don't have the time um right so well I mean technically we only did one podcast a week because you were out of town working well right um. But you also have to take in the research time. We have to play the games right. in order to critique them. We have to research the topics in order to recruit uh, to critique them. So even if, let's say, even since I'm not going out of town for work anymore, we decided to do like two a week. We now have to. Right. We now have to play that much more. We now have to have that many more topics. We now have to research that many more topics, so on and so forth. Right. And we still have right. to well, work you're not wrong. And, and take care of other life things while we're doing it. So it's just support the things that you like. I'm not going to ask anybody for money. 
Um, it's just support the things you like. If you like listening to us, we like we like doing this, and we like doing it for you. So if you like us doing it, uh, we support what you like. <laughs> and no, and I am never gonna ask for anyone to give more than what they have to give. If you don't have to give, don't worry about it. Um, right. Yeah. And, well, you know that's that's a very that's a very good point, Gerald. Um, if you like us and you can't, you know, give a, a couple extra bucks, then don't. But still, do us the the solid of telling other people about us. You know, the word of mouth is the best marketing. Pretty much. Yeah. Tell your friends, tell your families. Um like us, subscribe to us to help us beat the <laughs> algorithms and get us more exposure, so on and so forth. <laughs> You've been listening to more uh, um, Red Pilled America, haven't you? <laughs> A little bit. Plus, they say it at the end of every podcast, so it's kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, having said all that, everybody have a good, have a good uh, uh, Sunday. Sunday. Hopefully you will all have a good week week. and we will see you next week week. and I will do my best to get this episode and last week's episode edited and put out. Yep. And I am way, way behind on the biz because I've been lazy and I have no excuse and I should feel bad about it and I do. I'm going to work on it this week really, really hard so you should have like three or four videos up. Unless um, I keep distracting him with video games. Well, yeah, that's also oh, been yeah, a problem, too. I've been getting really distracted by video games. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, have a, have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hopefully you'll come back to listen to us again. Bring friends. We appreciate it. Uh, go ahead, Crit. No, no, I was just going to give you shit. Oh, okay. Man, we can skip that. Yeah, bring two friends. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Take care.